0: welcome to bridge the gap that's the interview show over here at behind that suit where our, our goal is honestly to bridge the gap of knowledge to talk to people who've been there done that but also to talk to youth who know shit that we don't and everybody in between MCs, producers this is and that's and kind of try to document everything we can and just learn collectively through your story um and that's our mission here tonight but i like to start everything up with like you know Just kind of paying love and stuff. So once upon a time, I I saw Cool Man Logan drop this fucking mixtape, the second mixtape, or he shared it. I don't know if it was that he dropped it. He just fucking randomly shared it one day. And then I listened to it, and I'm like, yo, this is fucking good. I didn't really know him. I didn't know how significant he was. And then I was like, cool man, I'll make you a deal. If you send me the lyrics, I'll fucking review it. And then over the course of the next two to three months, he sent me about 80% of the lyrics, and then just stopped. And I'm like... (laughs) I'm, I'm like, that. but it was just like, I'm like, I got them, but I was I collecting so much them.
1: effort, and then I like, I don't know what happened after that, I forgot. But, it,
0: but it's just like, it was so close to being done, and it would be like a week or two goes by, and then I get another batch, and I'm like, oh, I'm yeah. getting closer, I and mean, then it just ended up uh, moving on. Now, now I'm fucking comfortable without lyrics and shit, but back then I was like, yo, I need the lyrics, I can't even do it. So, this. follow along, yeah, mind. yeah, but um, I appreciate
1: your honesty. Like, people pretend to understand things, it's cool that you rather learn you rather find out than pretend you know stuff well i I
0: mean i mean in a lot of ways um i'm a vulture if i'm not careful with how i proceed in this life in this world that we're in with this hip-hop culture so at the very least if i try to build around sharing knowledge and giving back to people i mean it's not inherently natural to me but it's a direction i want to take my life so this is just a way to do that super fucking public with like everybody involved um, but yeah, having you around is great. So then I asked cool Man Logan earlier this year when I started to get busy with the interviews. And here's the thing: what I learned about Coolman Logan is he likes the Zoom better than he likes the leaving his apartment and coming across town to your crib. At this point in life, that would be my like takeaway from that. Because that's what the I learned strictly
1: cause... a strictly COVID me, uh, strictly oh. lockdown COVID reaction. While Cassius is on the the Zoom, I want to say what up to
0: yo. That's cool. That's real cool.
1: The big um, little
0: homie? But basically, yeah. Uh, so it's not like disrespect, but I basically chased him all fucking year. And then we ended up at this EO Dub barbecue where I, I honestly felt really weird being there because there was a lot of people. And I was like, I don't know if this is a good look. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But Cool Man Logan was there. And all I can remember from that is he was trying to trying to roll a little thing. and uh, You
1: saved the day for me that time.
0: He, he just couldn't find a spot. And I happened oh. to have an extra little thing on me. So I'm like, you, you know what happens if I give Cool Man Logan this joint? Cool, man, Logan is gonna feel really good about. I'll him when never I next forget. Asked I'll
1: never him. forget, Mr. Join Giver. And then it's I'm true, like,
0: though. the next time I ask him for the interview, and he's gonna be dead. But before I could even ask, he's like, you saw him, bitch, you're fucking smart. You gave me that joint. Now I feel like I have to do that interview with you. Yeah. I'm like, Cool Man Logan's hilarious at that point. Honestly, since then, we've, we've gotten to know each other a little bit over the last while. We, we both participate heavy in the end of the week, uh, Sunday night Zooms, so I get to see him rap all the time. I've become a very sincere, big fan of Cool Man Logan. I think his music is wonderfully blunt. When I heard Just Four for the first time, it it made me write a song in a similar topic vein. I even went as far as to make sure to include indigenous women because you went as far as to include them. And I'm like, yo, that's big facts. So like, it's not out, but I was so inspired by that track that I felt like I couldn't be a coward anymore. I had to like take a stance. And at that moment I was like, cool man, Logan's a legend. That was some big shit in my life, dude so i just wanted to thank you for that and i knew that your story would be very interesting and i know we talked about beforehand but i do want to start this off proper with like the 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 real bridge the gap first question which goes back to my girlfriend because you'll know, big ups bonnie she's the best uh she was washing the dishes one day and she's listening you know to the this black eyed piece on the, i got a feeling that shit Mm -hmm. and why that's significant is because now we're in our 30s but one day we was in our 20s in the club and that was that shit that had all the people dancing in circles and doing shots and shit too and i had this realization yeah yeah that's what it is um that is the move that we did to that shit no but for real i can picture me back in the day and that's very fair but um what it made me realize is that that the club music of like today is probably going to be the chores music of tomorrow and then I'm, uh, so what also made me realize is that there's different vibes and different surroundings and different things. So there's car music, there's sibling music, there's parent music. But really what happens is is if you're a young one, when you talk about your musical journey, um, the end of the day, it actually starts before what you got into. It starts with what was surrounding you uh when you were kind of younger so what i'm curious is is what kind of sounds did you like grow up with that were influenced by your parents and what were they into that would have been around in your environment
1: um well uh i mean i didn't i didn't really like pick up music that way it was more like i would just gravitate to stuff that i would like see on tv and stuff like they would play music, but they weren't like they weren't playing music all the time, you know.
0: That's interesting. Like,
1: um, my mom used to listen to like opera and stuff like the Proclaimers, the Scottish band, and <clears throat> Peter Tosh. She showed me Peter Tosh, the random collection, but like they weren't like they weren't like, they didn't listen to like hundreds of artists like somebody might these days. I mean, there wasn't the internet and stuff, so it's more like you bought your records and you listened to them when you did, you know. Um, early rap, I liked was more kind of pop rap. The only rapper uh, I still like from that I first ever liked when I was really young is uh, Maestro, Maestro Fresh West. Sorry, Uh, I'm bad at answering questions. I think forever.
0: Nah, dude, this is how it goes. That's why we start with this shit. We start with this. Honestly, it's a process. I'll tell everyone the secret. The beginning is a calibration. We're getting mm-hmm. the feelers of it all. We're just getting into the vibe, you know? We chill. Yes, we go through it. We talk like about mundane shit, you know? And it isn't mundane, mm-hmm. though. Because actually, I'm, I'm tracking these statistics interview to interview. And believe it or not, there's correlations between shit like how much pop music you're exposed to as a youth and how much pop music you create now. Like the girl we were talking to, Lorelai, uh, yesterday, her parents had a lot of radio hits. A lot of radio was going on in her youth. She makes a very radio-friendly sound today. So like the fact that then. you were kind of gravitated through your own ways to certain sounds and particular musics on looking at what you're like today and now, maybe that lack of exposure to mainstream actually creates a correlation between your youth and now. So like, I know well, there's a couple of things we're, we're glossing over, but it's really important stuff to kind of get a sense of who you are and your complete story. So I never um, thought
1: of it that way. It's a good point. So that's to add why, to your point, I was going to say, uh, sorry, I really have bad timing. But no, I was going to say,
0: uh, you're amazing. <laughs>
1: I was going to say um, it, it that is what shaped my my music taste because my music tastes were never, like, passed down to me so much. So I made my own little, like, what's cool, you know? That's it.
0: Go ahead. So that's nah, cool. So, uh, I mean, you asked me not to go that specific with certain things, but, like, around when in your life did you really, really heavy get into music? And do you remember, like, what was going on in the scene when that happened? That's the vaguest way I yeah. can ask that question. Do
1: I remember when like at like what uh, really like... age about yeah i was about like like 15 and 16 when i started to listen to music a lot and um like kind of like uh like indie rock i guess that's what they call it now indie rock like that was was, was what i was fucking with at first um so like you know like classic bands like sound Nirvana yeah like but not before the maestros and all that that was as a kid you know what i mean like um but like more around the you know 16 17, I was listening to shit like Soundgarden and Nirvana and stuff, and then uh, I got into rap heavy like Wu Tang, you know, the, the same li- list people give, you know, Wu Tang, Cypress. Uh, those are my main so shits. I,
0: I'm, what I'm more curious about isn't the list because you're right, it's the list that everyone gives, but it's yeah. the, how you made that transition. What is it that like sparked the change mm, from going from one to the other? I think the
1: first one I ever really liked that I still like a lot would have been like Cypress Hill I think that like pulled me in it was so hype. um I don't know maybe even the racial diversity of the group too made me feel like yeah like raps for everybody you know like even That's though they're all human but you know what I mean like like send dog is like looks yeah, more like very- a black dude be real looks more like a white dude especially to an untrained like Canadian white kid's eye you know like i i know i i'll be honest like it's embarrassing but i even know people in my age group who still don't know that like fat joe's and white sort of shit like that <laughs> but when i was a kid i was it's like you think oh you'd be real you know like he seems to belong or whatever like i don't know what his deal is you know he's fucking cool as fuck. it makes you want to be like that whatever you know regardless of any type of race group or or like niche group, you know. That's another thing. It appealed to people who like rock and rap, and I felt like that was cool. That was not like a thing as much in that day. And I really like groups that would collaborate with each other, and it felt like they were part of that same world. Right. Like when I would read the, Outco- the Outcast Inlay, I love Outcast. Those are my early uh, artists I like a lot. They would they would thank like Soundgarden and Radiohead and shit like that. I was like, this is bugged out. This is fucking cool. Like like Actually,
0: shit that I like too. That's really interesting. A, that you read that shit, which shows a lot of value to it because it's kind of a last thing, right? Like, we don't really have that. There's not really, like, you know what I really miss? And I used to do this a lot was reading, like, those thank yous. Like, I really miss that shit, right? Like, it used to be like, yeah, yeah, thing, it was like, fun, yeah. And it would tell you, like, which brands and which artists fucked with which artist in a way. Like, because, you know, you're only making the thank you if you're, like, squad. So it was kind of, like, fucking cool to, like, see, like, this band lists, like, everybody else they fucking liked, you know? And then yeah, the next speaking the fans,
1: The Clash. Big up The Clash.
0: Yo, big up The Clash, indeed. But um, that's cool that you actually read that shit. Like, you must have, like, grown really deep into shit.
1: Oh, yeah, I was a big list person. Like, I would, like, almost memorize that shit. I'd be like, yo, why didn't they thank that group? Did they, like, not like each other? Like, how did they mention all the groups that were, like, in their niche and then they skipped over them? Or they, they mentioned, like, one rapper from a group and not the other and shit. Like, I was like, why? That's fucking- what is that all about that's so just like hella interesting i just love lists i love fucking when i watch sports i love like to open the gazette and read all oh, what happened in hockey like oh who scored at what time and shit i would make that shit up myself make up stats of sports that never happened and stuff i just fucking love lists and numbers really weird i don't know why i mean it's yeah. not weird but like the amount that i like it is weird you know what i mean
0: If it counts, the amount that I like it is just as weird, but I really like it. And I got to tell you, I don't really like sports, but give me some fantasy fucking sports and I'm all in because it's just you don't actually have to watch the game. You can just watch the box score, watch enough numbers, look for enough patterns, make some conscious decisions. And look, I'm not willing to do the work. Don't invite me to play right now, but yeah, I understand it better like that. Music has a lot of math in it too. So it resonates with me because at the end of the day, there's a lot of math in the rhythmic structures and a lot of the ways things, it's almost like a giant algorithm. A song is a big algorithm to me. So at the end yeah. of the day, it's just a complex way of like listing shit, you know?
1: Yeah. I believe strongly in the chaos theory too, of just like, that's a bit away from your point. But we're talking more about like, how do people shape their styles in the way they are? I think a lot of that shit is so undeterminable. And like, as, I don't know if that's what I mean, but I mean like the sequence can be totally changed by just like a small hitch or a small glitch in the matrix. You know what I mean? Like the rock you listen to can influence the way you rap.
0: Absolutely. Like,
1: uh, like if you, if you're one of those people that has eclectic music taste, if you listen to Def Leppard, you might rap differently. You might be more inclined to rap in a more accessible way than if you listen to like the Pixies and Sonic Youth shit that I would listen to. So right. being like kind of offbeat and like funny and shit like that and random it was always part of the plan Like even before i was super into rap my brother showed me pixies and sonic youth when i was like 13. so i love that shit ever since i still love that shit and i get a lot of my humor from that
0: that's really cool That's the first time I've heard anybody really focus on humor being an element of their shit from such an early age where, like, it was a deliberate effort. And I love that about your your brain. Honestly, I think your mind is so fascinating. I feel like you're, like, talking to one of those guys who thinks in, like, a level where, like, it's just, it's just dope. It's just, like, I love it. You don't restrain yourself in the ways that a lot of other people would normally restrain themselves so you just kind of let that creativity uh-huh. go in the weird directions it needs to to come up exactly with
2: what
0: like is. you'll just be like yo like that one bar that always stuck with me and i can't do it verbatim but on your mixtape there where you're like you know i'm the steak before or the potatoes before the steak or whatever and i'm like yeah yo, why did he say that i don't know but it makes sense <laughs> it just feels like it works it just, it just it's fake. actually a
1: mistake it's not a mistake, but I realized later that, like, generally, the baked potato would be served with the steak. But <clears throat> what I was trying to say is, like, that this mixtape, as fire as it is, and, like, the baked potato can be really good, is just the beginning, you know?
0: But, like, I caught that. Even if it wasn't, like, fully accurate, it let the point. Like, when you're looking at your plate, right? You still decide, yo, what's the, personally... I like to prioritize my food groups into the order of my favorite to the least favorite. And then I eat the shit I don't like right away. Get rid of it and mix up everything else to create a smorgasbord Yo, of stop delight.
1: stealing my idea. I'm joking. That's just straight up I do is. the same shit with everything. If I'm showing somebody like three songs I did, most people, they're, they're, they'd be like, okay, this one's the banger. I got to show them the banger first and like we'll see about the other two. Me, it's like I'm showing you everything. I like every song I made. I'm proud of all three of them, but I know which one is the best and we're going to have like a, a really good final course and that's going to be the best, save the best for last. Like Vanessa Williams.
0: Yeah. Knowledge nuggets. Or right there. But yeah, yeah. and
1: I was going to say to another point that you were making before I forget it, you were saying, yeah, like letting the creativity go, just like a quick adage I just made up right now. Like if it's weird, it means it's different. could be weird and be trash. Don't get me wrong. It could be weird and be trash also but like to be weird and to be good is kind of better than to just be normal good. Because if it's normal good, you can assume it's been done or it's about to be done.
0: Big facts. Um, That's something like, that actually applies to marketing in a lot of ways. Um, If you thought it up and it's like kind of in the realms of normal, a hundred other people had that same fucking idea. You know, right. like, it's in the same vein as shit. Like, yo, there's, there's no such thing as yeah. really quick tricks and shit. Like distinction is like a hone craft. It's like becoming a master of something. But I still love the fact that like early on you had like a brand in mind. So like, I'm really glad we did this exercise of walking through it. Cause we found out, you know, a few things about you. You're never really influenced by the mainstream off the jump. You gravitated towards your own shit. You like eclectic shit. You found humor in a bunch of stuff and you already cared about your brand and who you would be. So at what point were you like, fuck it. I'm gonna be a rapper.
1: Um, I would like rap along to other people's songs, like we all do. But I had like an uncanny ability to, to to learn them really quick, and even kind of capture the cadence of the rapper, even if the rapper has a totally different vocal tone as, as a person than me. So I was like, why would I? Why would I be able to do this and not that? It was a natural transgression. So I used to rap other people's lyrics in my head that I memorized, and then the, that space would be filled with mine, and I then it just that- became. And I just started to freestyle. And when I I, first, when I started freestyling, I was super terrible. That's why I called myself Cracked Lips, because I didn't care. And I was so bad and I was like, this is just funny, you know? And then like about a year and a half in, I actually got good. And ever since I kind of got stuck with that name. (laughs) And then everyone thought it was Cracked Lips. But anyway, that's the story of that name. Uh, You know what? It's it's also like, it kind of helps sometimes not to be part of the, the in crowd, you know?
0: Because then it never make,
1: been you part make you make it. it. well getting pretty popular now, my friend.
0: I wouldn't nothing say I'm part of the. Nothing in wrong crowd, with it, but I've never been part of the. Fuck in-crowd. the in crowd
1: anyway. Fuck the in crowd anyway. I I mean, was about yeah, how to bash many people
0: in-crowd? like yo? I'm not really part. Yo, listen, I'm the guy in high school that I was not liked. Um, I went to Wager and I was uncool at Wager, which was really not the best place to be in life. That's all I'm trying to say. Uh, it's a bad um,
1: combination of circumstances.
0: Yeah. So, like, uh, I went through that and then I spent most of my adult life just not being, like, cool or whatever. You know, it took a long time to, like, figure shit out, get my brain together. Honestly, maybe in the last, like, few six months-ish since, you know, COVID happened and everybody kind of... Here's what happened. It wasn't really that I'm getting popular. It's like the rest of the world kind of shifted into my lane all of a sudden. I was, like, work-from-home fucking virtual reality Zoom call shit in 2019 and people were like, Nah, bro, it's never going to happen and then it did and I'm Hmm. like what the fuck so I've been honestly personally thriving in this environment but I wouldn't say I'm any more in crowd it's just kind of weird how the out crowd became the normal in this environment and I'm just happen to have more experience living in a bedroom in front of a computer for 10 hours a day than other people I don't know if that's anything else really but that's how i structured a lot of my life and it turned out that's kind of useful i feel days. like i'm
1: you know it's, it's 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 fun it's dope it's like there's a vibe and i like i like the the, the logo and shit like that the whole look it's, it, i fuck with it man yeah, and man, you, I fuck- you you're you really like you really like the shit you talk about you know and that's cool and that yeah, comes across you know
0: i try to like keep it interesting i mean the truth is i want to know a lot of things And then Mm -hmm. I got really fascinated with Montreal history. But, like, yo, what am I going to Google here? I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but like. No, no,
1: you're 100% right. If If you Google Google it, it would misdirect you you'd be like, fuck Montreal rap. Like if you Googled it and you just saw the top results, you'd be like, God damn it.
0: So instead I can go ahead and just keep doing this. Like right now we're on Facebook live, right? Like people are seeing us have this conversation. And Mm. to me, it's like, like I said, it's about bridging the gap. If all I can do is create a space where everything is about love and growing and a lot of fucking True. cool shit that people do it and who knows who knows what the fuck comes from that maybe other people do it like you know like i don't even think i have to be anything special in this i i would like to think i'm special in this but i don't have to be i just want to be part of it you know well that's no well no one stuff. else
1: did it no one else did it you're doing it you know other people are doing it really things. consistently
0: <laughs> that's because i'm just allowed to sit here and smoke pot i've, I've not been on the pro alcohol side of things mm-hmm. so as a non-drinker y'all man this shit is just great i don't have to go to bars and buy like a coke
1: ain't no bar and have anymore. them
0: look at me funny because yeah. i'm like yo this is the most expensive fucking coca-cola i've ever bought in my life and it is what it is shout out critical and peter west i see y'all coming through all right let's get back to your story though well, so you were rapping about and i also relate a lot to what you're saying about uh just mapping other shits because part of why i feel like i was able to develop as an artist was through hip-hop karaoke and just learning all these other rappers and having to spit their shit kind of forced me to like do different things because you can't really necessarily always replicate tone but you now have to hit rhythm and cadence you have to do different flows in your own yeah. voice so it's fucking cool that you said that i thought that was a real knowledge nugget about how you could like evolve your own self into a more versatile style
1: yeah it's like i mean if you only listen to rap then what like what are you as an artist it doesn't make sense as rap that derives from like Jazz, blues, soul, rock and roll, reggae, like on and on, literally everything, every other music, musical kind that existed before it, can be entered into rap. So why would you not listen to it? Like you, just to be a beat maker, you literally have to listen to other music, unless you're just gonna sample rap, which would be fucking really whack. And um, yeah, man, I just don't understand that type of like, like attitude. Also, you know, if you fucking if you're a rapper and you listen to like ten rappers. Never mind other kind of music, even if you have like a narrow scope of what you listen to in rap, you're gonna be you're gonna be like wild generic. You know, everybody likes fucking Jay-Z and Eminem and Tupac or whatever or at some point in their lives like that shit, you know, like everybody tries to rap like that. That's why everybody's so trash, you know. I mean, yeah, to, oh, to, to, ha- to re answer your line. question. I know yeah. <laughs> to re- I saying, what, what up, Vince... Cash.
0: <laughs> But, it's, like, but
1: to re, to reiterate, like uh, to re because I need a couple of cracks at these questions sometimes. But you said like, when did no, I dude, decide I wanted to rap? It. Thank you. When when I decided I wanted to rap, oh. I was at a bar with my friend, and this song uh, a super like a song that was big like way back, but like from years before when I heard it, and it was a song by this girl called Nonchalant called Five O'clock in the Morning. Um, okay. And I and I knew the lyrics, and my boy. B. K. Brooks, who was there with me, was basically my best friend. Makes a lot of my heat. Basically, all a lot of my shit. Um, he um, he's like, yo, how do you how do you like remember that? Like, have you been listening to that song? And I was like, no. And that was like, it was not when everybody had all the music. You know what I mean? It was just like, so I was just. He's like, yeah. So he's like, you know that those lyrics for, since then. And I was like, yeah. I was like, why? Like why? And then yeah, it made me want to rap. Like, what well, if I can do that? Like, why am I doing that as as just a fan? You know, like, I might as well.
0: Hmm. That, is, so I, that I could have been the moment. That. Yeah. That's really cool. So, uh, I guess, um, you were were you born in Montreal? We got to do some yeah. of those basics. Uh, that's all part good. Of I was born in
1: Montreal, like, around Cook and like, Snowden area? Straight like, up. Uh, that's where it's at. Yeah. Snowden Metro shit. Fucking.
0: Listen, I was right there in the yesterday. middle, man.
1: We're right in the There's middle of westbound
0: and uptown. There's a certain store right next to Snowden Metro right now that sold hash that I wanted. So I had to go there to get it. And so I went to the SQDC. Yeah. Yeah. It's right by Snowden, dude. The problem with S-G-D-C like, you know, it's just so convenient for my life. It's so easy to get to and it's so reliably predictable. That I like. I like the predictability of it. Um, so that was very cute. So it's like cool. I like that because it's my hood. It's, it's like I like the fact that you're like there. Where and where are you at now? I think it's uh, another different part, but close by. Downtown, around. Man. Fair enough. So still Montreal. That's what it is.
1: Oh, no, everybody uh, in the Twitch.
0: No, that's cool, man. Uh, it it's gonna be an interview
1: man. party, y'all.
0: That's what I mean, it well, is. We're gonna
1: start just jamming the music randomly. Probably that's gonna possibly. have to play some Doom tracks. Rest in peace. Uh, we will probably to, like,
0: do that at the end when it's. Oh yeah, true. Because the, the licensing and shit like. Because I, I I want I want this to be like clean and not get shut down. Yeah, I
1: hear you. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's okay.
0: But I'm down but anyway, to do my... that at the end, and we can do a little tribute and play some shit at the end. I'm really happy to do that. That would be really yeah. good,
1: man. Yeah, that, that guy that was note, like one of my favorite rappers that ever lived for sure. Let's like, do and it that means, right now. Means a lot Let, to
0: me. Let's talk about him though. We're on the subject. I know it's on your chest. And uh, who cares about the linearity? I'm following that part. Tangents are key here. Mm-hmm. Tell us a lot about what MF2 means to you.
1: Uh fucking like he's a, a lot of the reason why I like every time I would kind of quit rapping, he would be a person that would make me want to like like come back. Cause he was like the humor, you know, like he's always he always accomplishes what a lot of us try to do and just have that like Kind of shit, you just the kind of things you just want to quote, it's just so funny. It sounds so funny and like crisp and perfect, even when you say it a cappella, because of the way he wrote it, it sounds obviously better when he says it than someone else trying to, to to mimic him. But he has that that presence and just the different characters, the wearing the mask, just everything about him. He's so original, he's completely one of one, like you guys were talking about earlier. You we guys were saying that about LP, I think. Uh, yeah, man, that's it. That's it. He's the one of one, he's classic. The guy has like seven good albums. He has a, a really interesting story. Like there's so much, so much you could say about this man, like that he, what he bounced back from, that he was a rapper before, that he guested on the third bass track when guest, guest the wasn't even a thing as much. And he like stole the show and he's just found, unbelievable man. Unbelievable, like impact in my life. I feel like I lost a friend, but like, straight on. And uh, no. I'll definitely send you some. I mean, if you don't know shit that well or whatever.
0: I mean, I have some familiarity with him. I'm happy. Oh, yeah, to, you like, reviewed one of his things, yeah. Well, I mean, I'm happy to share it again because that's in a different video at the end of the day or oh. a different time. But uh, for me, it was a big thing because I did album reviews like for a quick minute in my life. Well, it's been doing it for four years. But the first time I encountered MF Doom, was on Mm Food. And, uh, basically I got murked. It was like one of the first, it was like album 15. So I'm like, I'm like a noob dude. I don't even know what I'm into yet. I'm still not even sure what a five percenter is. I don't know what fucking bars mean. I think I know how to rap. Cause Hobson's cool is where I'm at with life. Right. Mm. That's the truth of the situation. No, you evolved um, Very much so. That's why we're sitting here with cool man, Logan. Otherwise it never would have happened. So if anything, you're a validation point. Somebody, I think on the Facebook, Sean Mello is like, this is the first time I'm watching your stream that's cool points dude that's you that's you bringing people over here what up cool oh, man logan
1: man, um, I want I to.
0: but uh f- what happened was is i listened to it and then there were the four tracks in the middle that were like these cinematic little skit things where you put all these samples together and we didn't know what it was dude we didn't know what it was we didn't understand this shit and because of MF Doom in that moment, it got me to unlock a different way of looking at albums. And now, when I listen to an album, it's entirely a cinematic experience in my head where I, I build stories. If you don't have a story because your album's kind of whack, I make a story. I make it up for mm-hmm. you because your album needs a story. Yeah. Otherwise, it's kind of trash. And I don't mean your True. album's trash. I mean, I'll make up the story for you, dog. I'll make it good in my head. And then it's fucking dope again. And that's cool, man. True. Cool, man. You see things that story. other people don't see, facts, You're right? Um, so like I love the fact that like the way he constructed an album is so deliberate, but at the same time, Incredible. there's a learning curve to MF Doom. You can't. But that's just what's so
1: beautiful about it. it's its own language. It. Yeah. But
0: once you like unravel it, look, don't start with mm, food by the way. Start with Mad Villain. It's it's the gateway album. It's just what it is. But then uh, I got into more of them. We've done three or four MF Doom reviews now, um, and honestly i think we're gonna spend a lot of time review we're gonna do like reviews for his month like over the next little bit just start doing you classic. Totally man. You,
1: totally you know what us. and it's
0: not for like views i don't fucking care about the views it's actually to just give honor to this guy right like mm. i'm not saying i'm like cool shit or whatever i'm saying that like oh, yeah. i want to hear all yeah. of that music with the depth that i go into it so i can at least give him his flowers now you know mm-hmm.
1: yeah and this guy like, like like we were saying he, he, it's like you need your own kind of dictionary just to understand what he's talking about and like it's this whole little like inside joke between the people listen to him and it might look it might used to appear dorky to like certain people or whatever that didn't understand it but anybody who really understands doom it's like always one of their favorite things it's not like an artist you don't feel strongly about you know like
2: mm.
0: but I like the fact that unique. there's also like what is it the vaudeville villain and this whole universe he created right that's how you Yeah, that's me. exactly
1: it yeah right exactly a, there's so many themes outside of just rap music like, like you know, it's like,
0: like a whole like one of them is like a, his younger self and then he like battles this person like, like it's, it's yeah. honestly like mf doom's discography is for real reals like a comic book marvel universe built into a series of albums
1: seriously it's a whole like it's a it's a whole like series and the different characters stuff, and it's for it's for everybody who likes something, who who oh. has like, you know, who who has different tastes. You know what I mean? Like, because wh- whatever he was doing was always the opposite of what was going on in the rap music at the time. Here,
0: here's something else he did that's fucking incredible. I track ten of all of his projects, if I'm not mistaken, had a female MC as a prominent feature.
1: Uh, he, I didn't notice that, but he definitely did have girls on his on his problems a lot. I really sure. like really hype fire rapping girls like Apani and stuff like that
0: so that's fucking cool Apani, too. the
1: B-Fly MC
0: and I'm just saying it because like he did that before it was like a thing he was doing that his whole career and so again I'm just trying to find things that are or at least as mF doom um, anyway so that, actually that's, let me say
1: one more yeah. last thing about him is that in a, in one of the, in the eO dub zoom cabin DJ cabin was like uh, you're like you know you're the like kind of like MF doom you say this funny unexpected things. And I would never like have the audacity to say I'm like him or somebody else saying it, it was a huge compliment. You know?
0: I would put you in that camp in that universe. I would definitely put you there. I think mm. you're just you're in that realm. Like you're <sighs> not, you're a rapper's rapper. Here's the truth of it. Like a lot of a lot of people um, shout out Bob Cope. That, that's cool to see new names in the chat that I've never seen before. Um But, yo, like, you're the kind of guy that, like, your precision and your technique are so, like, on point with it. Like, when you start talking about how other people are bad and if they try really hard, they'll get less bad. It's because you're coming from a perspective of seeing what legend is. And you, like, have this perspective of the universe where you're like, "Mm, I'm okay being 732,000th best that's good enough for me. I feel like maybe that's not the right number, but like it feels like the way you come off and you're like, yo, that's just like the fucking perfect. I know where I sit in this world and I'll get better. I'll just keep grinding and I'll get to like 23,243 on earth. I'm cool with that. I just could <laughs> love that like about you.
1: I don't want to be like cocky. I definitely rate myself way closer uh, but... to the top. But
2: um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, <what's that?
1: laughs> to be honest, I'll be really, I'm being dead honest. No, like, it, I really dude. think I'm way better than most humans at rapping um, like that ass. And I'm not like a, I'm not a cocky person by any means, you know, like uh, I've already shadowed my interview style like three times in this interview. Cause I know I'm not top. I'm not even top 50,000 interviewees. I know that. No, you're a good interview uh, dude. No, I, I rate myself super high, but there's no, certain man. people that I, I definitely like more than me. And that would be, Doom would be one of them. And, That's and, fair. and that and to me that if I say that about you, then you're crazy, like you're amazing. There's there's other ones, obviously. Andre three thousand, my boy Bender recipes. Yeah, man. Uh, no, I'm not as humble as I as I. I'm not as humble a rapper as I am a person. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I may come off like so chill and like modest about my abilities here, but like I mean, you hear how I rap and the things I say, and you can't uh-huh. like you can't say you're good at rapping as many times as I do. Without, you know, backing it up to a certain degree, you know, you, you can't like mm. touch that topic so be real. again and again and make it interesting unless, you know.
0: It's just really easy for me to say everybody else is good at rapping and keep where I think I place in my head. But I think I'm really good at rapping. I just don't really play by the standards of other people. So I'm not really caring. if Everybody,
1: ev- literally every rapper has the thing that they're really good too. anyway. I mean, you, like, like I you're ha- not, you're not, it's, it's not that, that type of art where you have to be, where you're just like, oh, I play my part. Like you kind of, it's always a bit competitive, even if you're making music about that yeah. isn't about that it's always competitive like my song oh my deep song was deeper than your deep song type thing you know
0: what i mean but here's the thing i actually do sit there and i try to come up with stuff i'm like yo i want some shit that no other i mean it's preposterous to actually think that i'm going to come up with ideas that literally no one else has thought of before but i still think i can do some yeah no that's yeah, not true you,
1: you should you should think you can for sure you can man. like there's there's a lot out there man there's at least one
0: easter egg i have on my shit that i'm really proud of that nobody's ever talked to me about so i don't know if anybody ever got it but there's at least one thing that i did that i'm really fucking proud of that like i can say is fucking just a cool ass thing that if people saw it they'd be like that's fire but it's just in an area where it's not going to go down very quick but i'm fine with that that makes it fun for me almost it adds like a layer of yeah, but if somebody ever gets that in 14 years, that'll be so fucking cool, you know? Almost yeah, I like, so. like your Murder Face shit. Like, it must have been such a trip for you to, like, kind of see, like, that shit go down today. And how many people were invested in watching us talk about that album like that? That must have been, like, fucking crazy. You know what I'm saying?
1: Uh, yeah, it was cool. Like, I, I I didn't doubt it. Like, I think it's I think it ages really well, that shit. Like, I don't listen to it a lot, a lot. But when I do, I'm like, yeah, this shit is fucking crazy, like, Oh, it it's just
0: fire. Like, yeah. Um, okay. So let's go back I th- to- it just
1: proves Vince's point. Like, if it's good, it's good. It's not about being hip, it's about being good. And if you're good, it'll be good next year and the year after. It won't be like super good for three weeks and then never good again. You
0: know? I feel what you're saying there. And that's what I like to think that I'm able to do. I'm proud of the fact that you may not like my music, but you can put on anything I've released today and it's not irrelevant in terms of topic in subject matter,
1: like it's not dated. You don't have like a November 17th, 2019 vibe song. You're not just talking about None. current events and pop stars. Exactly.
0: If anything, okay, I have a, the uh, they don't know where to put me vibe. So I've struggled a lot to like figure it out until the internet, let me just be weird on the internet. And then it worked. You know, it's actually like, yo, for real, we could have this conversation in person and like people around us would be less invested than doing it on the internet, having it on a call like this. It's fucking weird how that works. Well,
1: yeah, it's just psychology. It feels more like an event, you know, because like, you, you know, it's just the presentation, the circumstances. If like, we were like 18 people in a living room, you're like, okay, guys, like, I'm going to go get some, like, I'm going to go like not get COVID or whatever. Even if it even if it was world one what well, I call world one before COVID, like, um, you know, you probably probably wouldn't hang around as long and that, but, that, but that's cool. You know, like that's a good format to have. It's a good, like uh medium that we can just have this conversation and it's, it, it, it gives importance to it. importance so, to it that might not otherwise be there.
0: One day though. Also,
1: yeah. Gonna... And thing about the data thing, while we're on that topic, Muggs, uh, DJ Muggs at Hill, he says, um, he never puts Hill on the Hill album covers. So then when someone looks at the cover, they're not like put off by like, you know, like 1995 fashion, right? Super smart. That's a mug thing. Wow. If you look at if you look at the Temples of Boom cover that like that could come out now, it'd be like, whoa, that could be
0: fucking. Actually, cool still, you know? I was looking at their last album cover that came out this year or the year before, <laughs> and it was remarkably similar to one of the early album covers. And I fucking like I really, really feel with that. I like what Merker just said. I wouldn't be in a living room with eighteen people, me neither. But what I can tell you right. is down the line, when bars are back, I'm pretty sure we could do this in front of people and we could make it an actual event. That would and be then, sick. Yeah. Then if we're, we're on the stage and we talk for like hours that would be like fine and then we could just have a question and answer period and we could have Merker in the back with his beautiful luxurious beard and then he would ask some questions and it would be like a good time um, you have a to be on, fair to have a that's a sky concept. beats idea sky beats gave me that idea I tried to get him to come to my crib and he's like nah do it in a bar and let me perform and I'm like that's you a did it? better idea no cause covid you, COVID. actually oh, I, was, but that is I was a good
1: idea.
0: I was gonna throw my first show uh march 20th we got locked down march 16th so on march 20th oh, you uh, screwed, well i didn't get screwed because everything was free because i partnered with make a wish so everybody waived everything and i had nothing to oh, pay yeah. out of pocket so it was more like
1: yeah but it just would have been cool too if it just it, it actually it went, worked out yeah. kind of
0: well for me i got all the love of throwing an event without the risk of looking stupid because it didn't go good mm. it just turned into like wow holding and intentions nice but it wasn't like I did shit. I was mad as fuck, dude. I like that analysis.
1: Out. I like that analysis of it. It was, like, was a really good cancel. That was a good cancel. It yeah. was going to be great. And then circumstances <laughs> cool. against Holden's control. Fuck. Pardon me. You know what I mean?
0: No, I love it. It's exactly what it is, dude. That's why I love yeah. your brain. I'm not worried about it. If anyone wants to be like what it is, I'm not saying I threw a good event. I'm saying I was going to throw a good event, but COVID. Yeah. And that's something we can all relate to. And I love that. That's a fucking fact of the situation. It's a real knowledge nugget moment to me. But um, let's go back to your story. I love this, by the way, dude. This is what I was hoping for. All of this. Um, Cheers, man. Cheers to
1: you. I don't know what you're drinking,
0: but... I have coffee. I'm not an alcohol guy, dude. I can't even do it. I tried a little bit. That's okay, man. So so what happened was the last time... I drank a little bit at Christmas and I started fucking live tweeting home alone. That's why I did all those home alone tweets because I had a little alcohol and I flooded my Facebook and then people liked it. So I kept going, but it was really just, I'd had a little bit of this aged whiskey. I got left over from an event and I was like, this is a good idea. Eh, Sometimes alcohol in moderation maybe is okay here and there. As long as my girlfriend is sober and can supervise my behavior. Yeah. Home alone,
1: Um, a classic legend.
0: It really is. I was surprised yeah, at how much it. I fucking liked it. It was so deep the first one, um, but yeah. Let's go oh, back yeah. to you. Um, Donald let's... Trump is in it. Is he? I didn't catch. Or is, that. It is it
1: number Maybe two?
0: Maybe it's number two. I didn't see him in number one, at least. It's number two, I think. Number two. But I was also sorry focused... for
1: spoiling a great cameo. Sorry She's for bringing serious. up number
0: forty-five. He will remain
1: unnamed.
0: It is what it is. Sorry for bringing I'm up. He will remain unnamed. It's all right. Good. We good. Um, so let's go back to your story, though. Let's talk about the part where, like, you go from I'm rapping other people's shit, yo, I can do it, to, like, yo, I can actually do it. When does the actual story of Cool Man, Logan, or shall I say Crack Lips really start? What's going on in your life? Are you still in high school? Are you past high school? Are no, you, I started what-
1: rapping, like, kind of, like, late. Um, uh, I was that, that first, like, year and a half that I was trash. Um, I was like late teenage years, I guess, when I was trashed and I started to be pretty decent, like around 20. Um, and, but it was all freestyling for a super long time. It was freestyling. And the only thing, the only like thing I really had was kind of humor and voice and that's downplay that. Cause that's a lot. That's a good, those are good things to have. But, um, I didn't understand bars or anything that I have no idea. And if I flowed on a freestyle, like correctly, that would be like on accident. with me feeling the vibe, feeling the beat. I had no idea how to write a verse. So I would have songs, but they were like, eh, you know what I mean? Like my first song I made was like, two thousand. I don't even know. Cause it's hard to know. Like, what do you call your first song? If it's really trash, is it a song? Like,
0: yes. So here's <laughs> where I'm going to go.
1: With. <laughs> Hold on. Let me ask you another question. If, if, it, if, it if you just showed it to like 12 people, was it a song? Like if you that's never put question. it on the internet or any type of like release, All right, that's so why I feel like the murder face is the beginning of my career as a written rapper because that's the first ever. So I looked up what a song and that ever means.
0: Existed. A song has a real definition. You know why? Because there's a difference between record of the year and song of the year. A motherfucker's wanted to argue with me about copyright, so of course I'm gonna Google what shit means. And a song is a, a is actually a different than a composition. So an instrumental is actually a composition, more like an orchestral arrangement. They're not actually songs based on the traditional definition. I could be wrong. If I'm wrong, for the sake of the internet, that's, this is how I remember it. Yeah. But like what I'm saying is, as I understand a song is the combination of lyrics to music creating a song experience so this yo what's up Z? z uh the second you would have put the lyrics to any kind of a musical arrangement even if it's imaginary even if it's a drum pattern i would argue if it's a specific arrangement of words that was meant to be put over a specific arrangement of music or sounds in a particular way even if it never moved past the the fucking writing phase you just finished it you were able to recite it it was like a thing you could pull up a notepad and go at it i would say at that moment it becomes a bad song
2: mm.
0: yeah, and everybody's bad song starts there. there's no such thing as a good song that doesn't because yo i know what a song sounds like before an engineer and i know what a song sounds like after an engineer i've gone through that process a lot first time you get your shit back from an engineer it's like whoa right like i don't care who you are There's just there's even on the best mic in the best room the first time an engineer it does
1: sounds a... way cooler than it is like if, if you haven't recorded yourself before you're like wow that's me wow you know and then you might be like like inclined to think you made better like a better product than you did and mm-hmm. it doesn't sound like that to other people it might sound like that to you and more your inner circle and they're like, yeah. wow, it's him, it's him, ah, or it's her, it's her, she did it. And it doesn't have to be good. Like, we just like it because it's like, wow, like you did it. Yeah. And then like, you might, you might encourage that person to like, to chase that. And then secretly you, you, you don't like none of their music. And then like, it, it ruins your friendship. With them later.
2: Don't
1: that know, is an I'm interesting fucking it right point.
0: Now. So I think what you said is interesting. And let's grab the knowledge nugget. I don't want to go too deep into your personal stories or personal people and name drops. But I think the fact that you said people yeah, are offering... Drops. So the Keep fake love in
1: 2021,
0: it is what it is. Um, but the part is, is that there is like this degree. Look, I've been at this for eight years. It's not as long as some of y'all, but it's long enough to be able to hear a sentence like that and know exactly what it means. To be like, yo, bro, why did you ever say you were down when you clearly weren't down you know, seven years ago?
1: It's really bad.
0: And then when you have it's, like people, like I ravaging. have somebody, there's definitely somebody close to me that was involved in early stuff in some way or another. That I had a moment with recently where I'm like, they don't even like what I do. They don't yeah, like true. me at all. Yeah. And I don't have any disrespect to this person. They have no obligation to like me. We had years of positive interactions together and we just went our separate ways. But I guess it was just like, maybe they never felt who I was. They just like this version of who I was. You know, all that kind of shit goes through your they mind start sometimes. saw like one
1: other person, like say two, one or two other people say that they fuck with you or smile while you were performing. And they thought maybe... They were like oh ah, you know we'll roll withhold and see what happens
0: or the opposite they start rolling with somebody else who doesn't like you who shits on taint. you yeah maybe
1: there's a little million really, that's the thing i learned another thing from like, about knowledge nuggets you can't I analyze do. people's actions because people are Big fucking facts let's not and even I'm start not, like what we said positivity in 2021 but anyway
0: but what we're doing here is related to positivity because we're sharing anxieties we're letting people know <laughs> that we go through this kind of stuff too and that they mm-hmm. can also relate with us on that front. I'm not trying to be negative with it. I'm not saying that it's ever fair to put that. Nobody has an obligation to like me is one of the biggest lessons I had to learn, which is weird, because once I learned that and I stopped carrying like okay, I care a lot at first. I care a lot for like eight minutes, man. For eight minutes, it's going to ruin my fucking day if you don't like me. That's
1: a pretty good, that's not that bad, if it's just eight minutes.
0: Sometimes it's worse. Honestly, sometimes I'll have a moment and it'll ruin like, two hours of my day three hours of my day and that's where my girlfriend becomes queen okay because my girlfriend is the one who has to sit there and listen to me rant for like two hours about some shit that i'm absolutely not going to give a fuck after i smoke a joint about mm, true look she just showed up in the chop Ha-ha, she yo. might know you
1: better than you like
0: that thing yeah well at least she so she came at me five years ago or so or four years ago and said, I'll give you five years to do something with this. And if you don't do something with this in five years, blah, blah, we're in your five now starting it. And I did something with it. So shout out to her for she challenged me and I felt like, yo, go, yo, yo. And it hit me so ethereally that we're now in this moment, doing this bang out January 1st. So I don't know man. life is cool like that. You shut out having a cool person in your life, but.
1: Right. I was about to say that the, like people that like, as your circle gets smaller in life, and that's what happens. And people that you do like become more important. And they're like, and you realize that you just, you just need to be away, away from the people that aren't like them. And focus your energy on them and appreciate the, the people. And it's like it's like less is more, you know? Like, And uh, the happiest people are not the people with, like, 50, 60, 70, 80 real-life friends. It's the people with, like, 10 good ones, you know, or five good ones. Like, Not to say you need to have, like, two friends and shit. Like, I'm not being dark like that. But, like, nope. you know what I mean? Like, I just, do. you're just playing the numbers game at a certain point. If you well, know, like, 50 also... people that are your friends, probably, like, 12 of them are going to fuck you over. And that's, like, an optimistic thing.
0: But it's also like, look, at least for me, like I got that borderline personality shit, so relationships with people are already complicated. But I have a lot of trouble, and I know a lot of people do with even like the idea of what a friend fucking is. So like, our whole world, like, think about it. What are Facebook friends? They're not my fucking friends. No. Like, no offense. They're actually to the, like,
1: usually usually the, uh, competition
0: no i wouldn't go that far in my life that might be a little bit about well, maybe in their minds too. you have a lot of battle rap in your life though i don't have a lot of battle rap in my life that's a huge difference between us so i don't have any no, battle rap in my life so like i don't have a lot of competitive people around me in yeah that but regard.
1: being a rapper is battle rap like you're battling uh, the perception I'm For sure, i'm not even I mean,
0: in this fucking, nobody's like who else wrote lose weight who else could write that song who competition is there you like it you like it you don't you don't there's no competition yeah, no, I it's like that's how I see it. Like whereas in battle rap, there is literally competition. Like you battle people. End of the week is literally a competition where you're battling to be the best. Like in Pokemon and shit. Yeah. I write music for anyone to relate to. It is not it's not the same
1: thing. You write you? it yeah. is
0: not the same vibe inherently. And I think there's like that's too main. Yo, know, so check it. I had to like, so Iron Solomon appears in my life. They're like, yo, Iron Solomon interview. And I'm like, okay. And then I'd never heard of him. So now all of a sudden I got to get my Battle Raps 101 on. And I started to learn a lot about the culture. Battle Rap is sports. What I do is entertainment. I'm the WWE. Battle Rap is the MMA. MMA? Is that the fighting, the UFC thing? So what I do is is MMA. And what you do is WWE? Yeah, I'm straight up at WWE. No, Battle Rap is also
1: WWE. Yeah
0: okay but like in I mean, my I mean, my I mean. world and universe for my argument like you can argue whatever you want about how in there i know what you mean i do know what you mean actually because i love the drama side of it but what i mean is more i'm not really here to fight with anybody dog it's like if you're not my homeboy, like a thing, but, uh, it's just kind of but there's a whole lot of people like me out there and for a long time i think we didn't ever get a voice because everyone thought everybody was a certain way about it but now with the internet I can just be like, yo, all I need to do is get like a hundred people to feel me and I'm set for life. <laughs> like, it's like, it's a different world now. Right. So I think it's right. actually going to be an era for the lack of competition to thrive into a lot of prosperity for a lot more people, because we actually don't have to compete. We can collect. There's a the guy who charges
1: a thousand dollars an album. And he, like what you said, he doesn't need to have more than a hundred friends. He already, he does, you know what I mean? But like he, he started with, Probably 100 200 300 people buying his thousand dollar albums.
0: But like the way things and are going, that's all firing, possible.
1: But...
0: Anyway, I just like to kind of like look at it. So yeah, in my mind, I want to be the best. But like, I gotta be real. I'm thirty three, and I haven't done fuck all before twenty twenty. Oh,
1: don't like, even think about that shit. That's, no, but like, I have
0: you. to be like aware of it, yo. I think yeah. that the people no, well, you, know, you what you're
1: doing is the right thing. You 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 have a passion. For, for this for example and you're doing it every well,
0: day i'm absolutely still making like, music and day. rapping and shit right like it's I absolutely know. still part of my life but like i also think that at the end of the day i'm more than just a rapper so yeah i would love you all to go bump my album please do but if you don't that's cool y'all are here with me what am i gonna do fucking turn one fan base away because they're not the kinds of fans i hope for one you know like younger me was an idiot older me is going mm-hmm. yo 15 motherfuckers on New Year's Day are still with us. That's rocking with us. Plus a bunch on Facebook too. Holy crap, that's dope. So, I mean, that's just me adapting in my old age. But yeah. if I was 20 and I could be at the club every day and I could have the energy to go live that life, it's a very different game and a very different like reality, I think. Anyhow, that's just all the tangential shit. I know that feeling, man. I know it. Um, that's that's going to be a segment.
1: That's I all good, bluff.
0: man so let's go Big back time, to
1: like uh
0: when you got into it kind of serious stuff yeah i was That's actually gonna part.
1: tell you i was i was gonna say like the reason why i would freestyle so much is because like i would hear other montreal rappers songs and i'd be like yeah like it's all right you know like it's not like everything was was trash or nothing but it was very rare that anyone was good like mostly because like maybe the producing wasn't at the level it is now just for a lot of reasons of recording mixing a lot you know and freestyling was a thing that we, that we were irregularly good at. Like Montreal people are good at freestyling. That's a fact. Because it's a part of it was a part of like blowing up. Because we didn't have like a, uh, we never had a hip hop radio station in Montreal ever. And even the the radio shows we do have are often reluctant to play local stuff. So you only really exist in terms of opening for big acts, and like street street ciphers. Like that's how it used to be. So like you would rap in the street. And that was your chance. And if you had riddance, that's cool, but it was even cooler if you could freestyle. And that was like a thing, a skill that was more important to develop than me. It was like more impressive. It was more like a superpower, like superhero kind of thing. Like, oh, yo, this guy just made this now in a world where everybody kind of wrote like adequately, like nobody was really that trash, but like, you know what I mean? It was all just like very 2000 whatever, 2000 insert the year. Because that shit doesn't it doesn't keep you know what I mean like it has a its own expiry date like a long t shirt rap is long t shirt rap it stays there you know like if you say something cool and and special and funny clever like doom or something that shit sticks around you know so yeah that was all about freestyling being different having that like that uh, superpower that people didn't have but that worked against me because I wouldn't write so everybody was better at writing than me and I I did, and I wasn't in the pocket you know what I mean. It wasn't at all like now, like I, I didn't like, it, it, I would have to be freestyle to be in the pocket because I would ride the beat on the spot. I didn't know how to write, play, you know, things in the right way to, much less to have an interesting flow. I couldn't even be on time. So that's why I wasn't good at that. So the song, the song making came way after the freestyle. And that's why I say Murder Phase is my first song. This is the first shit that ever came out that I was on. Like I might've, I might've had a couple of spins on CKUT of like, Solo songs of mine? I don't know. I don't know if I count that shit. Like I was uh, say like Murderface shit was out, it was so accessible, gotta, someone could find so
0: it. So let, let's ask some questions before we get to Murderface. Um Go ahead. I've heard your name brought up in earlier than two thousand eleven in other interviews. In terms Rip. of being involved in the scene. So we gotta yeah, battle a little bit. Battling. So before we get into fucking Murderface, let's get into your like story. You don't have to talk about whatever, whatever you don't want, but We got to talk about the fact that I know because of other interviews that you're part of a group of people that were up at CKUT battling on the radios. You were part of a group of people that did a lot of things like that. So let's go back to that side of your career and talk about a little bit what happened then, because again, this is part of your history. Like, let's look at it. Like one day people can use this to fill out your Wikipedia page. So what you put in here is kind of you saying it and counts more than other people.
1: Okay, cool. Um, well, I would say like, uh, um, how did I transition into song making? You would say from no. freestyle.
0: No, let's talk about the battle era. Before okay, let's that. talk about
1: the battle era. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. Then we'll to get bat- to the other shit. Battles were entirely different before. People used to battle on beats, and they would freestyle. So rather than have like three minutes that you wrote about the guy that you say acapella, like kind of like awkward poem, you would freestyle, <laughs> freestyle off the top, so when, and when you did have you to st- work. You, when did like, you start okay, like The first battle I had. um was, I? W- it was 2003. And okay. I battled, I battled a bunch of people. It was like a tournament and it was the first time it was the third time I ever rapped on a stage in my life. And, um, um, what's it called? I Sorry. I won, I beat like three people, which is crazy because all those people had rapped probably for a few years. Cause generally when you oh rap, you start when you're like 12, right? I started like, like at least five, six years later than the average person did. So for me, like that was, I was super new. I didn't have nothing. I like, still couldn't write.
0: And I was survival I, I, of I the illest. Three people. So I know this because Rico It was literally Blocks, called Who's the
1: Illest? Who's
0: no, the illest? Survival yeah. of the Illest. Rico Blox talked about this on his interview. It's Who's the Illest?
1: It was Who's the Illest?
0: Trust and he's one of those guys, whatever. Who's the Illest still? But Rico Blocks told me this Unless story. So the that's problem. fucking yeah. crazy, right? Either way, whatever. You yeah, battled it. You've come up before. It is what it is. You're a legend in the scene yeah, well, yeah those sort of
1: those sort of it's like it was probably where people first heard of me people were like i used to have a, a ben laden beard like so, straight up like a beard exactly like ben laden when i come out on stage with people i never heard of me because i had no songs nothing and they'd be like yo what the yeah. fuck it would boo me before i would rap and stuff it is and then i would the battle ass. people and then it would switch the shit around you know like people would fucking go off like
0: so it was definitely who's the illest. You're doing great with the interviews. I want you to go back though to that format thing you were describing from a history point. Let's talk about the world of battle rap in 2003 and the way it was manifested.
1: Okay, uh, and it was like it was it was a tournament. It was like kind of more fun, you know. Like every battle was judged, and you would do it all in one night. This shit was at Fufun, so it'd be like it was like 300 people watching, bigger crowd than any. Uh, KOTD Montreal, I'm not sure about DMS because I wasn't there. I couldn't, couldn't, I couldn't testify, but uh, bigger than uh, any KOTD Montreal event. It was like, and it would be like uh, maybe 16 rappers, I think, like a real like tournament tree. And you would face each other like, and you don't know who you're facing. So you're not pre-writing anything. You're facing a bunch of people you never met, you never heard of. You have no time, like the present time. You find out now, okay, you're facing this guy. And you're on stage, like uh, elevated stage. You've been to Foose, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like you're rapping had the in like a like, hat uh... store and stuff. Like, yeah, it had that concert feel. And there was a real DJ playing the beats, and the shit was short. You you probably had like one round each. maybe like a minute. I'm not even sure. And then you and then like whatever, then you go to the finals. Which I got to I got to like third place, whatever. No, you won. It was crazy. We, no, I didn't win. I <laughs>
0: but I, but Rico, I, you won
1: i mean it's, it probably felt like i did because i i bodied like like I, I bodied the night you know what i mean like the expectations were so low for me and then i just bodied a bunch of people but no i didn't actually win but thank Fair you enough. rico i wish i did. um
0: <laughs> well i'll ask um, justice because i can actually message him. no so... justice
1: was the one who won it. that's who, okay that's who beat me there you go That's okay. who be me in the finals no i wasn't third place i was second place my bad it was the okay. finals were me and and justice uh, right. justice threats he, he, beat, he beat me. Yeah, I beat three people, then Justice beat me. That's what happened. But he even did. getting to, getting to the finals with him at that point was a thing because he was already more established. Like he was known. He's another good freestyler, like You're person nice. that like known for like you know being at a party and just you know bang, <laughs> spending some shit. So yeah, that's exactly what happened. I don't All know right. if you'll
0: remember. Yeah, he won trust he remembers because i do know justice from day job land so i actually have a i can dm him relationship because we worked in corporate america together for a while i don't know him from hip-hop yeah. um and so i'm i can hit him up With like threats. literally i actually hit him up and i'm like can i interview you dude you keep coming up i think you're perfect so i actually started shout talking out to him.
1: corporate threats
0: yo it's it's fucking cool man i i like the fact that i got to meet that version of him because you know to me justice and i'm gonna say this every time his name fucking comes up is the example he went through hip-hop and did all the cool shit and had a whole life with it. And I will never forget it. One of the first things he said to me is, don't be a rapper. I've been through there. Don't do that. You're not going to make it as a rapper. Ironically, I'm sitting here as an interviewer and that shit's popping. And honestly, I had like one good song all year. So maybe he had a point about like the facts about my future. I don't think he's fully correct. I think I can totally do rap in a way. But i
1: just shit. shit to some people.
0: That's some fucking piece. cool. And it's all good, man. What
1: do you, think, what you more effective, sending people fucking the link with a "What up, what up, yo, yo, check this shit" or a post? Posts seem to be like super inappropriate. So here's what's they, up,
0: man. The, okay, fuck you, posts. I got. Uh, if you want a criticism on your post, a little bit, edit your damn post and put the link in. Don't like comment your link in the bottom. No, post. I
1: know, I know. Comment the <laughs> uh, link. I'm sending the link and posting the link. Let's, but here's the thing: the link.
0: like, I stopped DMing people shit a long, long time ago a long time ago it worked for a minute but i just kind of got bored with it look there's certain people that i know i can dm stuff to because they're on like a list and there's a list of people that are going to tell you i want those dms they're like your mailing list right so those people are fucking cool to send dms to then i just post and you know what i found is uh people will share it and it's when they share shit that other people get invested in it because yo I don't necessarily know that I know all the people that are seeing this stream right now. There is the power of Cool Man Logan inviting a bunch of shit to my event that actually put the word out more. So I would leverage things that are not posts or DMs as much as possible. I post a lot. So the algorithm's fucking weird with me, right? Like, I don't know. It wouldn't be like my go to move. Um, what do you guys think, though? Uh, but like, I don't know. Like the thing about DMs is I feel like you can send somebody like three of them that'll count and then it's like fucking over and it's just kinda like done. They don't want to hear you from you anymore. Like how many times is somebody mm. really gonna be able to stop and check out your song? And then here's the thing. Mm. Say like you I have also a- have my shit on
1: bad websites too. So I'm asking people to do something that they might enjoy the song and be like, Oh, I'm gonna check the internet while I'm listening to the song and then the fucking shit gets cut off. Shit's my you- fault.
0: That not necessarily. No me. more
1: than in 2021. I you're do like stuff. Bandcamp though for like, the like you said, the money thing, like that they let you but keep like, money.
0: Like. Here's the thing about life, man. Uh And this is just for everybody out there. Cause the big conversation comes up a lot about like where to be, like take Twitch versus caffeine, take Spotify versus Bandcamp. Here's the facts. It's about brand reputation and shit. If you're a powerhouse in the world, you can do what you want and people will follow you. And to a degree, Because there's not a lot of interview options, I was able to say, fuck it, we're going on Twitch. And if anybody really wants to be in the chat, they'll be here. Because there's not a lot of alternatives. But let's say there was a lot of alternatives on YouTube. I couldn't do shit all to make people come where I want. Then it's about being where people are a little bit. So the thing is, I'm also on YouTube and I'm also on Facebook. And technically, we're on Twitter Twitter too. We're streaming live to Twitter right now. So we're available and everybody can go Twitter. I can say like yo check it twitch.tv slash behind that suit come through and then people can like be on the other platforms I and mean, if they really want to be part of the chat because I'm not even fucking paying attention to the other platforms they're going to come here that's some shit that Preacher and taught me about Twitch but then again it comes down to the reality of the situation YouTube's in a weird place with copyright people feel funny about it it's going corporate and clean this isn't corporate and clean we're in a different vibe so Twitch is a better home and a bunch of other shit pops into my head so about good sites the truth is what the fuck is is more accessible than apple music and spotify and well like, that's that's what's up. that's
1: what i mean yeah. i need to get on them
0: shit. so like i have that one song you did uh that's a feature on some other guys album on my montreal artist playlist indigo something something i don't know can't remember the name of it i could look it up but it's not really the big issue but somebody featured you and because of that the black Panther, black something black panther maybe um
1: yeah tropical fantasy
0: that's the one my so boy black shit- panther
1: rest in peace dj black panther
0: Rest in peace, indeed. But um, that guy uh, featured you. That shit's on Spotify, and I was able to put it on my list. But the truth is, I'm using Spotify for that list. So anybody that wants to be on that list and have the music played has to be on Spotify, because I'm not really gonna reinvent the wheel for my life. I pay 15 fucking dollars a month so that me and my girlfriend can use Spotify. I'm a Spotify fucking guy. I they've taken too much of my money now, and I want to switch. You know, they know me. He's a Spotify guy. Honestly, Spotify is a shit. It's the best $15 I spend a month. I don't care what anyone says. Y'all can feel how you are. This is as a consumer. So here's what I don't like. I don't like downloading music and transferring it to my phone. I hate it. It takes so long. And then finding the right versions is annoying. And You know what I really like? Heart. And then it's right there, ready to go when I want. That's the best. And then podcasts are there too, which is cool. Because I've been learning a lot about ancient history and shit. So like, I don't know anyway enough about spotify let's go back to cool man logan's story i'm sorry i've been at this for six and a half hours almost i might be a little more rambly than normal for me it's like later in the stream um, Rambly, but um am a spotify guy <laughs> uh so, so let me go back to your story what happened after that tournament because we're not at murder face yet there's like eight years between fucking a 2003 tournament and murder face yeah.
1: well no murder face was formed in 2009 i believe like late like uh well, still but, like, six that, years. The album
0: so why don't we go uh, through anything significant that you want to share i between? just like
1: molded my skills like just by being like uh just by like freestyling like the shit out of like just my existence like
0: so i, I know was hang- on- i was
1: I, ha- I hung around off of that for so long like you couldn't name like a a, a song of mine even if even if like I performed songs that would have written songs that were ready but like they weren't out you know and I, I hadn't properly put anything out so like just off of going to CKUT and freestyling and freestyle battles Talk and stuff that. like that
0: let's pause there
1: which Break one, that CKUT down.
0: CKUT freestyle battles there break that down with more detail it's Montreal history you're a historian let's go
1: okay well that uh is uh, a show that started in the late 90s by my my boy Orion Revolution shout out a true friend, Orion, who who started this, and it was a it's a hip hop radio show. It was two hours late at night on Wednesdays, um, Thursday morning, whatever you want to call it. So, and it was it was originally from two a.m. to four a.m. and they would play like uh, the theme kind of was playing underground hip hop, but they would play local Montreal rap too. But it was just generally like that type of independent rap they would play. And um, there was a half hour segment. Um, every, uh, every 3 AM would be a half hour segment of freestyle rapping. So it'd be people that'd be live there, but it was also a call-in show and people would call, call the the station and rap. and there would be battles and all kinds of shit. And it was super hype. And when it started, I mean, the show started, I think without the freestyling thing, I think they added that the freestyle hour, half hours, they called it, they added that a couple of years in, um, But that shit was heating up. Like a lot of like the best rappers in the city would would call and shit like that at the beginning. And that's something I used to go go to a lot and I would kill that shit. So that was where I was like, I was better than people at that. So they'd play someone else's like mute song and then it would go into me live. Like yet again from last week or either I'd be there or I'd call in from someone's house or whatever. And I would, or, or whatever. Sometimes cell phone and then you just fucking, you smirk it.
0: Yeah. No, but and it's really cool it was, that you're sharing that. It's actually kind yeah, of like
1: and just like parties, like that was a thing. You used to rap in public. That was a thing. It's like you have to prove yourself in situations that weren't even shows, like other people's shows or house parties. Anyone if anyone else was saying that you were good, other people like yo rap, you rap. Alright,
0: I actually that, that a little the, bit. So yeah. I a lot so when I was like, okay, uh, I feel like you're sharing a lot, I'll share a little bit. Um, So one thing, a lot of people brought up CKUT and that you came up again. I think it was Willie Scandals was saying how you guys would hang out and do the rapping. Um, Actually, in the chat, Dave Dialect says, yo, he's here through the Uh, Facebook post. So you shared my Facebook post, right? Now, if I shared it, it goes to my people. But because you shared it, he came and clicked on it and ran it through. So that's how Facebook really works is what you want is for me to share it. When I share it, you get more clicks than when you post it. That's why posts are really good. Then you get me, yo, hold it. Can you go share that shit? And you go behind the scenes and you socially engineer it a bit. Um, Anyhow, that's another conversation, but yo, dave dialect says that's when he first heard cl on ckut right. so the a fact is we got a man's here and a lot of people that heard you through the history of this because a lot of people heard a lot of people for the first time i know that don smooth is significant to a certain era of this i don't know the full history of that i hope to talk to him on this very channel down in the future yo shut yeah, up fucking d shade d shade is in the fucking chat oh my gosh that's a pleasure and a treat um I know Blaster was involved sharing. for a minute for a lot of this era. So I'm like piecing this shit together as I go along. So the more, yo, know, shout out MC Puzzle88 through coming through on fucking CL's Facebook post. Look at the power of what you did, CL. By sharing somebody else's content, it actually works better than sharing your own content because Facebook 100%. is social media. It's, it's, it's like that in real
1: life, too, you know? If somebody else vouches for you when you're not there and stuff, it, it always looks better than. You. No, no matter how good the, the product you have is, if it's you who's always saying, like, yeah, I'm really good and stuff, it, it's so hard to believe.
0: Absolutely, man. But um, if you can actually talk a bit like more about like what it was like to be in that time and how music distribution worked and how you learned about hip-hop, just to give people a sense of what it was like to be you in that era versus maybe now. Because there's going to be young people, there's going to be people that don't know anything about what it was like. Like myself, I came in in 2012 by then it's a different world we were writing songs you know so let's add some flavor to that a little bit because you were there
1: okay so you mean like around the time that i that i was going to CKUT and stuff
0: yeah all of that what was it like to sharpen your skills
1: um it's it's like super fun you know what i mean like thing about freestyling is that it's a it's a kind of thing that has a really low conversion rate you know what i mean like i feel the same way about like poutine you know, I like poutine a lot, but I really like a really good poutine. I don't fuck with like not good poutine. You know what I mean? Like, there's like, there's a real like. Anyway, I'm getting way away from the topic.
0: No, no, no. No, I am. Not. I
1: am. <laughs> I don't. To, I don't want to talk about
0: poutine. You don't want to talk okay. about poutine, too hung- but I love I'm what the fuck You're saying about no, because here's the thing about that. It's like what you were saying actually makes a lot of fucking sense to me, because you're right. A lot of poutines are fucking trash. Um, that's just kind of what it is. You know, and. But when you find out, the more there is in
1: something, the more trash it will be.
0: And the thing is about poutine is it's so distorted now, right? It's everywhere. There's every kind. Poutineville lets you basically make your own poutine. What is a poutine? Is it, yo, dude? It's gotten What is it anymore?
1: Like I don't
0: like I don't like a classic poutine anymore because it's not souped up enough for my fucking bougie ass taste and shit. But
1: the thing is, if you had a proper one, you would like. I feel like the best no, y'all they're like off-road shit. Like, yeah, that's like, true. Like other towns in Quebec, like places you would go when you're going somewhere else. What is it? What I mean? Your
0: like, lady friend Bonnie, is it Gary's or whatever up by fucking Hawick or whatever? That was a good poutine. But nah, I'm still bougie with it. I want fucking chicken or something in my poutine. Yeah, yeah. I you want like, like some sure.
1: green, pe- green peas and chicken and awesome, sauteed some mushrooms and caramelized onions. I'm sorry, dude. It's been like six. And grilled and a half pineapple and alligator meat. But back okay. to your point yeah. about freestyling. Yeah. It actually yeah. correlates
0: because freestyling is kind of like that a lot of people yeah. have a lot of technique styles and and flavor to what they do i happen to really really fuck with what you do i don't know maybe not everyone will but the vibe that you fuck with with your music is something that resonates super heavy with me it is a flavor that i'm really into but i like how you put it because it actually does fucking roll back into uh, fucking, you know, like, like your, your example was good, even if we didn't want to talk about it. Like it was actually really apt, I found is a good metaphor. So you're it making better weird. examples. But yeah, but is there because uh, everybody knows what we're talking about when we talk mm-hmm. about the accessibility of poutine that actually made it a great bar. It made it not like something. Not for so- Montreal,
1: though. Yeah, fair enough
0: everybody that really is going to be there, let's be real, it is going to be a huge heavy skew with it. It yeah. says Montreal legend is like right next to your name. So we can talk about Montreal shit. If you don't know what a fucking poutine is, dog, Google that shit. Yeah. They're gonna, it they're gonna
1: find, yeah. Fair enough. All
0: um, right. So, yeah, so freestyle.
1: I-, freesty- I have a lot of theories, a lot of things to say about freestyling. Freestyling is like one of those things that not a lot of people do well. And that results mm. in a lot of other things. So first of all, like, because people don't do it well, the expectations are low. Like when you do all right, it's really impressive. And and like so that's that's why it was a it was a party to go to that show because I was just like chilling with O'Rion and stuff. He's being he's a funny host, you know. Like we're just we're vibing and like like everybody there is there to like just create that kind of uh that momentum, that like vibe where like, yo, someone's gonna rap better than you, and you wanna rap better than them, but like we're still like a team, you know what I mean? And like, and then also because freestyling is so hard. Like, if you have a bad freestyle, no one holds it against you. You bounce back and have a really good one. It's hard to even have a good one, you know. So, like the right. bar is so low for that, like to even be all right is amazing. And I was thought I was amazing because I was amazing. I was really good at freestyling before I could even write one bar. And like, so so to me, it was like, yeah, I'm sharpening my skills, and I'm also like pretty much outshining everybody, you no know, disrespect anyone, but that's how I feel. And, and I feel like the reason why that it's not a thing we really talk about anymore in rap and shit is because a lot of people aren't good at it. So as a, like a zoo would say, a lot of people don't have that chamber, you know, like then they're not, can't do that. It's embarrassing for them to do it. And we're talking about people that can really write too, you know, and, and they wouldn't, they wouldn't dare. And if they, and when they do it's super short lived, like they'll, they'll do like four bars and they'll be like, yeah, make like a joke and stop, you know, uh, and not even rap the joke, just say the joke. So like, uh, anyway. Not to be like too long winded, but that's what it's like. I think it's an amazing, amazing art form that's different from writing verses. That creates moments that you couldn't otherwise capture. That people have just decided is not shit. Because like, oh, well, I could write it way better. So why, why do I care about this? So you act like it's it's like in the infrastructure of like popular rap culture now to act like that's almost like a bad thing. You know, to freestyle and 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 to be. Is it though?
0: I feel it like depends.
1: not we're not in our not in our, like, our, our, our clicks, you know, like, not like what we we're, we're at the end of the week and shit. Like, those people appreciate it.
0: Cause and right that's why I'm we're saying. there to gather to
1: do that. Because generally, that's not what people look for or, or appreciate.
0: I think that's a generalization that data might not support. There's entire crowds of people that follow Billboard that may not be into that. There's a lot of people that like Melody that aren't into that. But with 2021, I mean, look, I think, look at the Grammy list, dude. Look at who the fucker is up for, like, rapper of the year in the Grammys, man. It's, like, fucking Freddie Gibbs, Royce the 5'9", RTG. That's that's
1: great, but that's nothing to do with freestyling, though.
0: But what I mean more is, like the tides of expectations of what people like are changing if you were to say that these are the guys that would be up for a grammy even two years ago it would have been a joke oh i'm still
1: surprised by it um but
0: i think that like a little bit of an issue there's a marketing problem across like everything in life right now but at the same time look at end of the week they started their zoom call and because they started their zoom call they're able to grow you know even fuck mm-hmm. my life got enhanced we're doing a show on their zoom call fuck, like literally yeah, tomorrow, no, i don't mean we're to we're be like a NGO. pessimist i am just saying so, that
1: there's a lot of people that they push it so away
0: so there's a lot of people that do push it away but at the same time for every person that pushes it away i would for say sure. there's another other person that like <clears throat> look dude if you were to say hold and do you like battle rap two years ago i'd be like nah but i became a fan of battle rap about a month and a half two months ago like i was a sincere fan of this shit, freestyle and off the dome going at it part of it was exposure to end of the week Part of it was being able to jump on the zoom call because you know, it never happened before. There was never some shit before 11 PM. I could jump at where the fuck was it, dude? I'm not going to the park at two in the fucking morning on the other side of the fucking city to hear you guys stand in a fucking concrete fucking park spitting till three in the morning. Oh, but,
1: but it wasn't like that though. It wasn't like, it was like you, you do that where there already be people like a party I mean, that like happened I'm it, saying.
0: That's my experiences of it nowadays. Like where am I gonna go to actually experience? you are gonna movies? go anywhere.
1: Just, it's but over then for Zoom
0: now. happened and the internet happened, and yeah. I can tell you, I've watched Cool Man Logan fucking rap all sorts of shit on the internet this year. Like you've done. You see me in real today. life though. You saw me in
1: real life. Which one was the best time that you saw me rap? Be I've honest. literally
0: seen you in real life one time, dude. Never. So yeah, that was the on best Zoom. one. And I, I don't murdered know about it. that. I think I've never rapped that true. good
1: ever in the Zoom. And I promise you
0: maybe the energy is different it. but i've heard you say witty ass shit in the zoom so many times off the dome that it's like yo i don't know if that's true mm. i might not know i'm the not same. to say
1: i've never had bars in the zoom for sure but i'm saying that from well, my like,
0: experience though okay i don't feel that different like my whole experience with battle rap is on youtube so for me, seeing mm. you do it on the Zoom is completely different. I never had that moment of being in the room spitting on the stage. Like, I never. There's no correlation in that energy. But I'm really well, I'm accustomed to... It. So I'm glad to watch you do shit on the Zoom and spit some off the domes and do some crazy shit because mm. I've watched you do some crazy shit. I've watched you do Justice 4 and not fuck it up. Go six minutes, it's totally good, and it sounded fucking fire. And it was over Again, that's Zoom. a written
1: though. That Thank you very much. And, and that's a No, but I'm very saying you can
0: do both. The- that's my point. Yeah. Because yeah, I just true. said, followed up off. It was right after the off the dome Okay, point. fair so enough. I'm correlating yeah, yeah, yeah. it into that, right? Okay, so fair enough. All will have to say, look, not everyone's going to feel it, but I think the landscape is shifting and there's a lot of people that are impressed. You know what happened to me, dude, when I started freestyling? Office workers gave a shit more. I'm not going to lie to you. So what happened was, is I could do shit like look at the fucking chat and see your lady friend, Bonnie's over there and it's yellow and Vincent Pryor's orange and there's a fucking door hinge and people fucking like that shit because it's legit. People love that shit, dude. You've never they actually, seen it happen. Yeah. So they, they, they're, they're, it's a spectacle of a live in-person thing where I think a lot of what you're saying about the experience where, look, if I fuck that up, who cares? You know, I didn't write that shit, right? Mm. But then there's the show side okay. of it. Okay, all right. Where you have these songs in this whole other universe and they're just kinda in conundrum. But I think like I think we as performers overthink what fans think because we're fucking performers. And yeah. fans just like shit as long as it's really easy for them to access it. They're never coming to the show again. But if we do it I'm on a the fan. internet, I'm a
1: fan too. I'm a fan of of everything that I like. I don't listen to stuff too passively. Like if I like something, I like it. You know what I mean? If I like it a little bit, I know that I like it. And I'm still gonna listen to it again. I might listen to a song two years later because, like, I still like it. I just don't like it that much. You know what I mean? Like, no, <laughs> but I'll, I'll, if that makes any sense to you. But like, I, like I, don't like just like. It's not like fuck everything that came out no, in 2017 that was just a pretty artist,
0: good. You're his dog. It's you like, don't see it the same. Like, listen. I like dude, a lot of shit. Well. When I listen to your flow. I'm like listening for little things that other people might not even be noticing. And it might be why maybe I have an appreciation for you. Not everyone likes your shit, right? But like I'm noticing oh, sure. little nuances that I don't expect like my girlfriend to notice this because she, she, she has never written a flow. Mm. Like if you've never written a flow, but once you've written a flow, how do you go back? You can never listen to this shit again. And not start studying with every, oh, every no, I don't, song i don't agree with that either
1: though i don't think that i don't feel that way because i like a lot of shit that i don't think is that doesn't impress me if okay. that makes any sense like it's like yo that's that's really good i i still think i'm better but that's really good you know what i mean and if you really think if someone genuinely thinks that they're that fire they wouldn't have to be like it wouldn't have to be like their favorite artist in the world for them to admit that it's good. They don't have to be like outdone. A lot of people will be like, I can make that song. Uh, 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 uh. So yeah, exactly. You can make that song. Y'all are both good. Like relax. You know what I mean? Like people don't want to give any credit. I like a lot of shit. I don't analyze shit so, that deep. I don't think like, Oh, I would write a better punchline. Cause even if so I would, it doesn't mean they didn't do good. But...
0: There's one big difference between you and me. I did album reviews for a long time and literally all I hear in music is this breakdown of like review brain kicks in. So like I actually stopped in the summer because I, I lost a love for music in a way that had never happened to me before. It became so work. So like,
1: yeah, it's so good.
0: And then I'm like, I don't even really want to listen to anything. And I spent like two or three months like watching video game breakdowns at work instead of listening to music. And it was fucking like, it was, it was a good, at least two months where I really like, Had no passion for listening to music unless, uh, except for my shit. I was feeling myself at that moment, so I was very happy to. I I think like I really put out, I wrote and recorded "Lose Weight" during that period. So like I was really feeling myself, but like I wasn't really in a place where I could listen to other people anymore. I like I hit this saturation point where it was too much, too fast. So maybe it's part of that, but like, yo, know, I have a lot of trouble just being like a fan of, of people. But at the same time, I'm a big fan of everything. I'm a big fan of people that like put out an authentic effort. And I'm a big fan of people who try and I'm a big fan of people who like grind and shit. So like, it's more like I've become a point where I'm a more fan of attitudes than I am a fan of like actual craftsmanship because I feel like everyone can get better. Sure. Maybe it takes a long time to go from right, bad to less good, yeah, and then it could take another eight years to go from less good to good. But yo, mm-hmm. you might be a sixty-two-year-old and bust right. out the banger for the old people. Like maybe, like you know, grandma's working turns out to be the hit of the future, and you write it. I'm not the one. I never, I never said
1: it is the hit of the future, 100%. And <laughs> I never said yeah. that. I never said that the uh, the person that's terrible that becomes bad shouldn't like like embark in that journey. No, I just like, love that bar, dude. Still, Cause an improvement, it's an improvement. It is an improvement. Like I know, it sound like really tongue in cheek, but like, it's true. It's, and, and then from bad, you could one day maybe, be mediocre. You know.
0: And then from mediocre, and, look, yo, if you watch my reviews back in the day, it would never have been any like anything I would have tried to do in 2017 would have sucked. It wouldn't have been this. I would have been an arrogant asshole. I could never have managed this kind of a moment in a cool <laughs> way. Like this took. It went from. But look like, how, I don't look even how, think how good
1: you've got how much better you got nah, in I'm, no, I'm, I'm, like,
0: I'm not you good now that's how I feel I feel like I'm not good yo you no, see because Joe gosh, Rogan's no. in this conversation yo fucking Nardwar is in this conversation right like the goats are in this yeah like three decades
1: deep in experience and shit like that that no, means that like.
0: that's what excellence is so I feel like I'm not good on my way to mediocre
1: Ooh.
0: that's how I feel Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe y'all lift me up and it's like whatever. And I appreciate the flowers for that regard because people keep saying that. But, like, for me, it's like there's still so much more to grow on this. I'm, like, going, am I talking too much? Nah, I'm still staring at numbers and clocks and shit. Yo, these guys don't give a fuck. They're just good. They're, like, pros. And I'm like, yo, that's the dream. Yo, me at the end of the year? And like December 2021, I might be a little bit more like, okay, I'm feeling myself, but right now it's still new and it's big, you know, like it's still big moments and shit. But, uh, let's go back to your big moments. So you're grinding out your sword, freestyling it up. And then, I mean, I don't know if anything else super significant happens. You're at CKUT, you're doing the radio freestyles. It was just all
1: these like highs. Like, okay, look, you know, what's funny. We're talking about the, 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 uh, barbecue. And like I mean by like no stretch of exaggeration that it was like in the upper like three percentile of performances in my life because it was in between the two like big big COVID strikes or whatever you want to call it, and it was like it was what we were like 20, 30 people. It was a, it's a huge part, Gary part. Yeah, anyway. it
0: was uh, it was possibly Mar was Yeah, I bad.
1: crazy killed at that time, and you don't remember. And 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 what's what's also funny is that you helped make it happen. Because I was all stressed and I was, I wanted to smoke and I, but I, didn't want to roll. And I had that just a perfect amount of fucking Arizona Arizona fruit punch and fucking vodka. I think it was. I don't know why I perform hype on vodka, but I do. Um, and 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 you would it was like, yo, I got this SQDC pre-roll. And fucking thankfully, it wasn't even shit. It, was, it, was it, was even, it wasn't even garbagey. <laughs> okay, that's why it was good. Right? <laughs> and then and then so yeah, I'm, I I crazy killed it that time, and you don't remember it. So that that was like a lot of my high points were, were just things like that where I just like people would be like, they could say, they could tell you I killed it, but they couldn't tell you when it happened or one line or nothing because we're all fucking it's late at night, you know what I mean? Like we're wasted, I'm freestyling it. I never thought about it again, you know what I mean?
0: But I can tell you uh, so, about all these Zoom calls that I loved because I remembered them. I wasn't wasted. I was in my room. It was comfortable. My girlfriend was right next to me, and there were great moments that were enhanced by Cool Man Logan's performances. Just to put it into contrast, so right. that you yeah. have something else to, like, just a way to look at it, okay? Because I think the future is the Zoom calls and not the parks, man. You think people are going outside any time after this for a while?
1: Don't get me wrong. No, there's not going to be any parks. I'm just saying that that effect you can't recreate in a Zoom, like, if like put it this way, if you guys people that have only seen me perform in Zoom or, or with that one exception like you, if you guys think I'm good, then like live it's a whole different story. Like it's not even the same thing. Like so, if you guys think I'm good off of this, that's a huge, huge compliment. Because yeah. like I, I like it's it's a different it's a different effect when that person's the vibration of that person's voice is in the room with you. It's going through channels when you're on a Zoom. You know what I mean? Like it, it's not that it's not good. It's great. It's a hundred times better than nothing. You know what i mean no it's not the same as in person to me no nah, like, it's
0: not look and i'm not trying to like say because a, a lot of people seem to think i had these grandiose ideas when i go down these train of thoughts that like nobody's ever gonna want to go to a live show again i'm like fuck that i want this entire interview to be done in a bar stream live to twitch it's an accessibility thing when yeah. you start doing it live everyone can march. i agree
1: with that i agree with that well, so you could like,
0: do, like a
1: fucking twitch park thing
0: Yo, you can. I literally just need a place that has good internet and the right equipment, and it's not even expensive. I probably own most of the shit I need to pull it off. To be honest with you, like, or yeah. just buy a couple little wireless fucking mics. For it. I don't fucking know. That's not really that interesting, unless you guys really care about the technical specifications of throwing a live podcast event. But that's not. No, really I don't care. Event. Like,
1: I'm exaggerating. Like, I love rapping in the Zoom too. Like, I love if, if people are listening to me rap. Then I'm. Ha- then that's the. That's a good thing. That's like but that's going like, in the right direction. Though.
0: I honestly feel no like, what,
1: where
0: yeah. I, f- I feel like, in a lot of ways, because this is being done over something like Twitch, which weirdly enough encourages people to chat and stick around. I don't know what it is, but they do. Um, it's fucking cool. And, like, I feel like it, it helps, like, people like do normal shit while they consume your content. Because one of the things that I'm facing in my life is I'm getting older and everybody has kids and shit. So I'm like, yo, come to the show. They're like, bro, babysitter. And I'm like,. Yeah. I don't know how to answer that. I don't want to like. I don't want you to have a cost in your life to come to my show, but if I can like do this, my mom's popped in. Sure, take the content. In and, right,
1: I hear what you mean. You can take the content in without having to to go venture somewhere, which obviously but is super I,
0: important and relevant right now. I would love to do this in person, Mar. You know, it'd be so much more fun. I'm yeah. just saying that I'm not hating the fact that it's not in person as much. Well, no, as I don't mean either. But, but
1: this is an interview. This is different. I feel like. A no, zoom it's a better in
0: person, man. It's so yeah? much better in person, dude. Cause I, okay. I, I wasn't doing them in person. I'm only speaking for them.
1: myself. I'm only speaking for myself. Like I wouldn't I would probably be like equally as mediocre in, in being an interviewee in real life.
0: You are not a mediocre person. This is one of my favorite interviews, dude. Cause yo, you're my kind of people. You <laughs> no, don't I don't get think it. I'm a
1: mediocre person. Respect though. Thank no, you. No, I don't I think you're a mediocre
0: though. interviewee. I think you're my kind of people. And we're having a holding kind of conversation. And I'm not allowed to have these with my girlfriend. She just goes blah 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 when i start going off on my weird holding tangents but i'm following you dude this is riveting this is like yo i want to keep doing this because i'm enjoying this conversation so i don't know how it could be bad or terrible you're giving me a pleasurable way to bring in the new year that's what's happening in this moment um and in person it would be even better that's the truth of it but it doesn't suck over zoom that's what I learned.
1: No, no, it's true. Well, Zoom is particularly has better sound than if we did like a say like a Facebook video call or some shit like that.
0: Like, I mean, it's definitely way better right. sound. But I, I actually got the Zoom because it is the best quality sound for this, and you can get one for like twenty dollars to get unlimited calls. So it's like, yeah, I guess for me, I should probably spend twenty three dollars a month on this. <laughs> it's not really that big of an expense. All right, so you're uh you're what you shared though is a knowledge but nugget. Talking about the highs
1: we're talking about the- no, no, but but like, like
0: that's a knowledge nugget it actually just clicked a little bit what you were saying as I thought about it for my recap but uh the problem in a sense with the world that you're in and how your grind came up was that it, ne- it wasn't necessarily recorded the way songs are and the way you can follow the the career of a songwriter publishing over SoundCloud or this or that right it was a lot more moments that were dope that weren't caught on camera because that wasn't the thing to do in the era and yeah. i think that's fucking interesting right just for our context for when people look at it today where like literally i could just write a freestyle and put it on tiktok and it's there for the world to see you know like it's a different world sure. also if you're not doing that go on tiktok and just do freestyles every day
1: speaking of 2021 positivity from our first properly rhythmically entered question answer response begin time um the good side of being me and not being somebody else is that they have like good songs, and I have me, like people. I'm, I'm I'm known for me. They're known for for, you know what I mean? For this yeah. that for the for the oh that was a great video with your two minute and fifteen minute song. Uh, great beat. We love you. You know what I mean? So that person will get more love than me, like short term.
0: Hold on, are but they, they, are they be getting to, it or is their engineer getting it?
1: The engineer gets no, never enough
0: love engineer and the, the producers facts. and the beat no, makers never get right, you're right, Look, you're right. Vince, I w- like uh, you know what i DK was trying Brooks, to say guys, man. but indeed. i love why how you answer go that by. because you're right no but go on that's true that that's fair uh they should get more love but i believe when people like are commenting how the beat's really good they're not necessarily complimenting the performance of an mc it's actually like a weird compliment as a rapper to receive like yo i didn't make the beat I didn't make sense. So no, no, business. no. I
1: mean, don't get me wrong. Like the person could have been good or nothing. Like it doesn't mean no, that no, weren't like, good. they They did our right on the, the really good, good beat or something, something, you know, or they had a good hook. Shut someone space. else did the hook. And there's a lot of ways to make a good song, but if it's it's just a good song and not a great song, it only lasts for like a certain period.
0: No, I haven't seen good
1: as something. I'm, I'm like a commodity that, that, that exists in real time. So it's like, Oh, CL's at the party. Oh, okay. Now he can rap and fucking destroy everybody. But then somebody else is like, oh I uh did, do I have the, the fucking wave file of my song to show everybody? No, I don't. Uh I guess no one will ever know. And there's nothing they can do about it. But that's it's such an like, interesting
0: thing, right? Like that kind of the makes... technology
1: and I don't, for example.
0: Um, you're starting to, you know, I because you I see No no in no. I mean internet. I mean
1: I I mean I, I try not to think of this as real life. Like life is on pause, like the world is on pause. It's not in world enough. one. In
0: world one, the things I said, blah, blah, blah. Okay, I accept. Hold on, no. I need to- But A, I wanted to take a little break, see who it is what it is. But B, there's just shit in that song that's powerful. It correlates the fact that the issues are at home. Like, I go by Nicholas Gibbs' memorial, right? Like, I live, that's like part of my running route. So I literally run, and I see it. And I think about your bars. In my opinion, you wrote Song of the Year for Holden. I uh, wrote that one. You got you took 2020 with that track, in my opinion. Other people might not agree with me, but for everything I heard, that song of the year, that's what it is. I've been thinking about my of the years lately, but I don't think there's another song I heard all year that hit me harder than that.
1: I really appreciate that, man. I feel like, uh, like, well, you know what? It's actually going to, um, because that wasn't even the final mix and the, the master version is going to come out soon enough. Um, so I want to try to give it a new like momentum, you know? Not, like, the song, like not the song, not the song. So much the topic, you know. And I feel like everybody was talking about it when I did make the song, uh, not because of me, obviously, because of what was going on. And then, and then I feel like now we're just not talking about it. I think like everybody's caught up in COVID, and it's still. There's been a lot of new stories too of of police brutality um, that we don't even hear about it. It's like the smallest news story, now. like very similar things to what happened to George Floyd that are just now. You just see them as just like a one, you know, maybe one person in your feed posted it type thing, but it doesn't have that circulation.
0: The uh, media Um, cycle has moved on, is the truth of it. Yes, exactly.
1: That's exactly what it is. It's not trending anymore, but nothing's changed, right? You know, so
0: i mean nothing really changed like i went to the protests um we looked at everything or maybe this police department got defunded over there and this place did that thing and that place did this thing but at the end of the day oh there's a new president i guess i don't know i mean like that's how i feel about it like i don't know like a lot of weird shit see like, what that, but... but like no, day,
1: just like it's right. not we don't make the decisions in the end but it's like we do at the same time because public pressure is what pressures politicians to, to, you know, to fix things that they don't actually care about. Right. Mm, That's exactly. how it works. And then when, while we were doing that, like, uh, like, not me, like the people, the people that did like, you know, brave shit, like the brave to, to go protest in fucking Minneapolis and, and shit like that. Like, uh, I mean, think about it. They weren't even going to arrest those guys. Right. They had to be like, crazy riots and they got those guys arrested. it was the only thing that worked you know what i mean like it really is we do make all the difference like that's what's so crazy
0: and even to that effect as much as it's look here's the one thing i can say as much as it's not the main conversation point the tide has started to change in circles I i didn't really expect it to change in there's a lot of people that are that are more willing to accept that there's a problem than i've ever seen before i saw things like uh i don't know how else to frame this but white people checking white people in a way i've never seen before and i don't see that going away in fact i actually see a lot of people Mm -hmm. backing the fuck down on edginess uh at the end of the day and like the the tide is changing we're all it seems like there's this global effort to embrace kindness a little more And, and even like within myself like i'm trying to be more positive i'm trying to be more uplifting in my so yeah. i have i have occasional moments like maybe sometimes i'll write a little essay about a little album that maybe i should have moved on from and wrote a few too many posts about here and there but usually in general it's about like growth you know and like trying to be better and i think a lot of us are actually on that tip um and that, that's kind of like what's happening right now and i see it in you you're you're at your own pace and way you're doing the same thing you know trying to embrace the more positive vibes and just rolling with life as it is so i think the future is a little brighter and while maybe it isn't the forefront of attention in a way a lot of seeds got planted that will grow into the revolutionary changes down the line is what i predict is going to happen because people are unfortunately fickle with their intention and we can't like change that but i don't think anybody's ever going to forget that either that was an unforgettable gettable video to watch. Like, you will never forget it for the rest of your life, whoever you are. It's just, it's just, you won't forget it. Anyway, let's go back to you and move it into a more positive, I guess, direction because this is important. That's why I played your track in full, dude. I played it, like, three times on this fucking stream so far. No,
1: I mean, that's definitely something we should talk about, like, a lot. Like, the, f- the less everyone talks about it, the more that we should all talk about it. And, like, it's not good to just be complacent and be like, oh, I was super mad about this in, like, October. And, like, but now, you know, what can you do? You know, like, that. it's like that what can you do attitude comes from the fact that people aren't directly affected. So I definitely,
0: you know I mean? I'm not limited to a what can I do? I mean. No, myself, I wasn't calling you out. I am not But like, I just also think, like, I have a little bit of empathy for the fact that not everybody can learn and absorb as quick as me. So sometimes. No, people, my bad. Just, I forgot
1: what I was going to say. You were, my bad. You were talking about kindness. Yeah. I was saying that, like, especially try to be patient with people who go through things that you don't go through. It seems like mm-hmm. a pretty, like, straightforward, like, thing. Like, it, if you if you don't have that problem, and they do, you should only have, like, be listening. You know what I mean? Only have, like, sympathy. Because if, if you never, it's, it's just something that's never could happen to you the, um, the same way that it would happen to them. Then you need to, it should go without saying that you would only have sympathy them and, and to not want that to happen to speak up against it at any opportunity that you have it just it just goes without saying it's like I don't find it's remarkable that how much we denounced racism I think it's remarkable how little we used to denounce it, you know what I mean yeah, general, to I'm that saying.
0: effect um a part of my reading quest this year brought me a lot of knowledge at one point uh, I think it was in the 30s 5% of the US population was in the clan 5% the u.s population dude that's a pretty big number that's right? really
1: fucking despicable
0: that's like nearly the whole population of modern canada was that's fucking cl- disgusting man. i don't know not maybe the whole population i least half the population They're in the client
1: first, first of all that, like you got to isolate that number as it's not kind of like if you're like trying to solve like crime like when you how many people you arrest is not how many people do crime right like, like in a yeah. city you might have a that to happen that's not no, crime no. that's a relative number to who got caught so when you have five, 5% five of people that are in the Klan, those are 5% of people that are registered to wear white sheets and look like a fucking psychopath and totally have everybody know that they're fucking racist. But it's even more than uh, that, that, right? That's leaving out the, no, what, the like, 10, the 20, 30 no, no, other no, no. ones that feel that no, way. Let's anymore.
0: go as far as, because back then it was even cool, right? It was just part of the system. When they say systemic, I don't think people realize for a lot of places the clan was the government, the clan was the police. The clan was the Sorry. judge. The clan was the jury. The Klan- yeah. and not, but look, I'm talking in a more blatant way. Like it, they are, but it's not like 1930s. Okay, like it's different now. Like there have been some things that have changed. Well, so it's, I not, I wanna... it's
1: not cool. It's not cool. So it's but like what I'm saying issues, is, is terrible. when you
0: look at what it was, I I, I want to make the emphasis for how fucking bad it was. Because I, I really don't think we, we can make the comparison and even call anything that's going on today to say. And I'm not trying to diminish the problems that are happening today. We are not there. But I also think oh, that part of the problem a is a lot of us don't actually know how bad it was, how recently. Like, yo, I read some stories about the Jamaican slave revolt, about the way that slaves were treated in 1860-something. I right? That's not, like, that long ago, right? Like, that's not, Super like... Not so when you're that's reading like about the people. way... Humans
1: are
0: like when you read about oh. how people are like actually treated as property, like there's a story that I'll never forget from this book that's told from whatever where this man um was basically uh, forcing his lady to perform oral on him. I'm trying to be clean with the language after he had beaten the shit out of her. And then when he was done, he just threw her to the ground and shot her. And I'm like, yo, like when you actually process that, that's the way that slaves were treated, right? Like by a white dude. And he could just do that. Like, that's like a level of like, yeah. like, have you ever actually thought about what that looks like in real life? Like actually had uh, to visualize well, that, that scene?
1: Well, that book that you posted, Miss Jane Pittman, I've read that yeah. book. Like, Yo. And like, and that does, it does and like, basically some kill her fucking like, son
0: for protesting.
1: Yeah. You know, like the thing that we, we also, uh, as people that don't, that don't have that in, in our, in our lineage, uh, fortunate enough we don't understand generational trauma that's like a whole other thing so it's like mm. there's years ago this and years ago that but years ago is not that many years ago and it gets passed down through generation
0: can i and give people you have a...
1: trauma of, of things that their ancestors experience
0: can i give so you a relatable it's, it's so much
1: deeper than we could even really like it's kind of hard for us to to pull it apart more than that because it's it's crazy generational. but i can trauma. give you like, like a something ancient... happened before you 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 you're born and go ahead
0: just, I have like a, a really like relatable issue that was brought up, um, on this kind of issue of like a modern version of this shit. So yo, shout out Sammy Sue likes you a lot. She's enjoying this vibe. Um, but check it. I was talking to Bones Brigante is a battle rap dude. And Bones Brigante, um, yeah, was describing fashion to me from the perspective of a guy who grew up in the nineties in like Harlem or Bronx or one of these places. Right. So yeah. this is modern, right? Like he's
2: yeah.
0: a little bit older than me. Not that much, but grew up in a very different place than me. Right. And he was describing that part of the reason fashion is so important is because there was no other way to display that you even had money. You were not able to buy a house because of redlining and discrimination. And if you don't know what redlining is, it is like this literal tactic of of like forcing black people into certain communities that were like whatever. I don't know the yeah. exact fuck. Just Google redlining. I can't break it down right now. It's called redlining. You should know what the fuck it is. It's really fucked up. Yeah.
2: I've heard but the it way
0: was. the educational shit is set up. Look at liter literacy rates of people and shit. There's some fucked up shit when you actually deep dive yeah, into like, like modern metrics. rental
1: boards and all that. They wouldn't let them get places, certain places, and, and like property. Just keep them out. Of, just keep them out of life.
0: You know, and like. And so, like, if you're growing up in an environment where nobody can buy a house, where nobody can invest in a company, where nobody can get a job, at the end of the day, what do you have outside of fashion? What is there? There's nothing. And I'm like, oh, that's why, like, you'll see me rocking that Walmart, but I got a lot of gear in my room. But like literally, this is a Walmart oh. sweater. My girlfriend's mom bought me, so I'm wearing it because it's yeah. But that rich. could
1: be that could just be your own thing anyway. No, you know what I mean? like, but I've also never whatever. liked the
0: grandiosity of fashion. It's not because it you're also, white that you're wearing that thing. It's leg. not That's because not I'm it white. It's not what I'm saying. It's because the world I grew up in pushed me towards different value systems than another world. So it's not about my color of skin. But I'm gonna argue that it's just, I was pushed... it's just
1: your experience. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It I was pushed to not, towards middle class normative fashion.
0: values okay. more than I was pushed towards. Like I was always told, "Get that house, dog. Save that money." Mm-hmm. As opposed wearing to wearing nice
1: clothes is like a very uh, universally yeah. <laughs> overrated thing. You know what I mean? But what I didn't realize is to some people
0: is that it's the only thing that is available. Also
1: style. It's not just like the the number of what you spent on the money of your outfit. It's how you put it together and shit like that. But it was more like
0: about having the hottest shit. And sometimes the hottest shit did cost money. And that's how, I mean, maybe I'm misreading parts of what he said, but I took it like, listen, being able to be like, not necessarily expensive, but like to always be fresh with it was more important, right? So, like, I'm just happy to wear the same fucking sweater every day. And I've been really thinking a lot about that because not everybody's like that. And maybe I'm kind of wrong on that issue. Wrong is not the right word, but I am trying to be more. What do you want too, man? marketably appealing to people and if there are people that will judge me for wearing the same sweater in every fucking review then maybe i should have 15 sweaters and a few other t-shirts so i can at least some rock people some will sweater. like
1: you for for having the same sweater the that's... sweater suit guy behind the sweater
0: but that's behind fair because i was because i wear a fucking suit when i rap everywhere so that's why this i'm not rapping. so i'm not wrapping right. holding here
1: some people might some people might like the suit a lot of people like the suit well, a lot of people suit, are going to not like different. the suit to be like oh the guy with the suit Fuck and that's that. fine.
0: The suit's always good. I've never had a person Fuck not them, like the suit. Of course. Everybody likes the suit. Not to It's face. just, um, yeah. I don't want to, I don't have the money to wear like suits every day. It. I like suits. I wear suits. before the wrap. I don't think people good. have yeah. any idea how expensive the dry cleaning bill on suits every day really is. It's not actually about buying the suits. It's about maintaining wearing the suits. That would add like $150 to my laundry bill. And I'm like... I'm mean, like that's too much. for, I'm not that rich, but that's the dream is to wear suits all day. But I thought it was cool. Like I wrapped at that. a wedding
1: once. I was wearing suit. So I wrapped at a wedding. That's a rare mm-hmm. thing.
0: Every time I'm really in that, you dub zoom call. Shout I always wearing John, a
1: suit. That's JD.
0: But yeah. I every at time.
1: His he was in the thing today. Uh, yeah, awesome. I wrapped at a wedding and I performed one song, but it was it was such a cool place to, to perform at.
0: That's dope. A wedding. That
1: was fun. Yeah, yeah, man.
0: I could wish I could wear a suit all day, but that's not the vibe. This is a different, this is behind that suit vibes. You know, like it's kind of just my, it's my universe in a sense, um, uh, in this moment. Yeah. What's important is to make sure something says Montreal on it. That's the only rule I really have for my shit. Um, I don't know. I guess that's fair. Sammy's saying it. She has some old ass clothes that she still can rock to this day. That's fair. Maybe yeah, I'm, no, no, no. I'm just like saying. I actually well, think dressing up isn't shit. only.
1: Isn't only how much. Wait, partially you do want to spend on, on good items of clothes, but it's also how you you know pair this with that and that with this and you know what I mean. There's a whole science to it.
0: And that I appreciate. I, I, I that. do not possess. I don't really <laughs> but, possess uh, but it either. either I know that matching colors is cool and i know that i posted a picture with. it's actually jacket. considered
1: not cool i think actually no don't ask me i don't know
0: i don't know either i know that stuff i think that you're not, not
1: supposed to match i don't know if you're supposed, this is I think you're supposed to this probably very comedic for some people you know like, this is gotta yeah, be like to... no you're supposed to not match but without clashing clashing I'm is like... the opposite of matching but you have to be somewhere in between where the, the colors have to go well to, with each other, but they're not the same color. So they're I know
0: earth same. tones fuck with each Something other. Like that. I know what that that's means. Like that. I know what an earth tone is. Um, so I know that that's true. Uh, so I fuck with earth tones because I know what they are. I don't go off outside of them. I know black works with pretty much everything. So I can fuck with black a lot. And I know that I spill shit on everything I own. So, like, yo, I bought... This sweater is new. I spilled e-cig juice all over it. It's already fucking stained. And I don't know if I can ever wear it in public now. And so, I don't this know. Is the,
1: this is the Fashion Kings podcast. The separate, like, segment we're doing in between. The Fashion Kings podcast. Great, I'm not going skills- to lie. Can somebody in the comment section help us and tell us how it works with, with the, the matching and the not matching. Yeah.
0: There's like Come somebody on, out there has got to actually know a little bit more about this. That is probably fucking chocolate. I, mean, I appreciate y'all. You know what, one, one of the why... first things
1: I ever did, you asked me what was the like best high moments. Actually, I wrapped the end of the week and like, I got a really good reaction. Like That's it tough. was like 2005 or six. And, at that point I never got in, um, well that's not true But I got in a lot of, of big reactions But, but that Actually, night I got one of my biggest ones from a bunch of New York strangers Like so big of New York And your friend Iron Solomon I, was the one who signed me up
0: That's fucking amazing I remember you said that on the Iron Solomon That was cool of you to be there for that Can we go back to end of the week When did you first fuck with them When did you first discover them That was it, it, after-
1: that was it. My friend uh, at the time he When was this Uh, Like 2005 or 6 I'm not sure
0: Okay, that's cool. Because that's that's before I thought, the YouTube face. says
1: 2006, so it's confusing. I look back I at know. it, but uh, yeah, like uh, I, I, he, I guess he had heard of it. He told me about it, and I went. It was like it was the coolest like rap thing I'd ever been to. Like, well, I mean not, I mean as far as something I would be performing in myself, you know what I mean, participating it. Um, because people were like not trash. They were mm-hmm. exceedingly not trash. You know what I mean? Like that's what I remembered about at the end of the week. There was like about 30 rappers there and that um there was about maybe 28 of them were good and i couldn't even be wrong it might even be 30 like no disrespect to the two the two might have even just been pretty good like everybody was fired um and then i and i and i was like oh shit, this is kind of like a bit intimidating but i was like no i'm good i'm a good rapper you know and i spat like a one written i had i did a 16 written and a 16 freestyle and both times like i got a lot of love you know it was all good and and, I, and I was like yo, New York likes me. I don't care what any Montreal. I was think like Montreal, but come on, you guys know better.
0: No, that's exactly and, how um, I feel. I'm not gonna and, lie. And it's like
1: yeah, exactly. And it, it's not that a Montreal person's opinion is is worthless, but but it, it automatically becomes worthless if that person were to say I'm trash, and then somebody from the Bronx is like Nah, man, he's fire. Like it, it just discounts you. Like you could be fuck. You might be a hater. You know. Like you very likely are. Like. So and, and and this is something I've learned. So since we're on the end of the week so drag, like they gave me a new like level of fuel. Like these guys, like telling you, like it's like it's like this league. It's this rap league where like it's really about rapping. It's like it's like a different universe than the. <clears throat> Pardon me. Oops. No worries, I'm man. On my tree. Um. No worries, because I'm... No, I'm joking. Uh, no' we good. Anyway, man. so yeah. It's like, it's like rap boot camp, you know, you're like competing, but you're not like everybody's on the same team. Like it's all love, but you don't want to be like, you don't want to be like hanging like in the air, like looking all trash, you know? Like, so you, you, you force yourself, you go hard. And it's not that I wasn't good before them, but see, I did a little class that time. I,
0: don't know if that works. <laughs> I did work. I was like, the fuck happened to the audio? <laughs> I did
1: with class. Um... Anyway, those people, if you're good, they're gonna bring it out of you. If you're alright and like you've been getting love from your city, shit like that, you're gonna feel like a fucking bomb when you rap with these guys. Like and and um so big up to all those people, man.
0: Yeah, I'm not gonna I'm lie. not
1: gonna start naming them because we will we'll be here for the rest of the night because it's no, everybody. I wanna just oh, say yes. it, every time rest I rest in peace, the vice versa.
0: Every time I do but, at the end of the week, I just want big zoo to be like I didn't know you got bars like that. And he's never done it. And it makes me feel like I got to do better. Am I ever going to lie? Like, I have to step it up. Like, how the fuck am I going to get Big Zoo to even say that one time? You know what I mean?
1: The, offic- the official fucking approvals. You know what I mean? And the, yeah. yeah, that's the thing. It made, me, it made me feel like anything anyone's ever said from here has no validity now. Because it makes no sense. Because these people don't know me in real life. Except I bumped into Zoo 1. You know what's funny? I have a funny Zoo story. When the I don't give a fuck video, the only video I've ever put out. When I was doing the shoot, this is five years ago. Zoo was in town for an end of the week thing. I didn't, I didn't even know of him like at the time, and he just showed up. Like we were freestyling after, and and this guy just ran up and rapped for five minutes. Fucking murdered it and left. <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's how I know Zoo, and and my boy who did the video. I'm like, yo, you have the footage of that guy Zoo. He's still he, he's slacking a bit. Yeah, he's going to let me know, I guess. But yeah, that shit, that shit was crazy. So that's the only person I actually know. And those people have fucking shown me wild love. You know what I mean? And then when you're good and people tell you you're good, you go in after it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and you do things that they didn't even think you could do. So like they didn't think you were crazy. You know, they thought you were good. And then you go and you do, you go and get crazy off of it. You know? Mm-hmm. It's, it it's like a, there's a crab in a barrel mentality over here. And then you have like New York or what, there's like 300 times as many rappers and maybe a thousand times as many good rappers. And then you're, they're fucking offering support to a person like me. That'll boost your confidence. You know what I mean? You keep moving. like, mm. and You're like, yo, if they like it, then what the, what the fuck's the problem? You know, like the place where rap was invented, specifically the Bronx, you know, like. So I feel like
0: I can really relate to that because end of the week, let me up on their zoom to do this with New York people and talk to like, like I'm talking to Nunzio tomorrow, just a plug for tomorrow's stream. uh, As we talk about the history end of the week tomorrow. So if you really want to learn a lot more about that tune in and it'll be a fucking good time. You might even see a cool man, Logan on the call. It just might be what it is. Um, And so like the thing is, is when people in New York from like, like this guy worked at fucking bad boy and he's like you're fun. To Nancy talk to. Shout, I want to co- come back yeah. and do a part 2 3 weeks later. When's part 2? And I'm like bro, that's like Mecca. Mecca he's just a real gave music
1: me. guy, he's a real studio guy. So, so he's so going to so hear something cool. that he thinks is special, he thinks is special. He doesn't he's not swayed by any bullshit, no fucking
0: you know. That's why I it's really like, a, like he's a specialist. That's why I like a kind of like really relate to what you're saying. It's like the fact that he'd even fuck with me is like, just so cool. You know, like, yeah. um, so I'm not, like- that's the
1: thing. It's like, I'm confident enough to feel that like, yeah, like, like they would like me, you know what I mean? Like before that, I, I thought they would fuck with my shit. You know what I mean? But I didn't think it would make a difference to my created creativity to the point where I'm like, yeah, like fuck, you know, like, look at these people that I rap with. They're fire, you know, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't like, no, no, no disrespect. Cause I'm trying to be positive, but I don't feel that much, my you know? I feel feel that that. like if I, I feel that if I was twenty percent less good, (laughs) sorry, I'm not, I'm not, I don't feel the same way about all the things that you. But like, if I feel like if I was twenty percent less good, I'd be better off.
0: I don't know if that's true. I think again, like the future is going to be very favorable to you because the time. Oh yeah, I know. I'll be be fine. I'll be
1: fine. I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I should, I should say, in in, I should say, in the perception of the small, small, pathetic pond that is the Montreal rap scene.
0: It's not that. Which, I, which is my.
1: Mo- it. uh, uh, it's a big it's pocket. A pocket. The pocket. The pocket is the cool
0: part. Yeah, but dude, like, here's the thing about the Montreal scene, because I got to defend it. That's my job. People can say what they want, but I made a rule. If people want to talk down on Montreal, I'm going to talk up on Montreal. I talked to a lot of 20 year olds, and they're nothing like what we do, we know. And when we say the Montreal scene, we don't actually do things like we're, we're including D Shade in that. Like, come on. D Shade's. Like no, still no, no. fire. I'm not saying That's not that. That's what I mean. But when we say the Montreal shade. scene. a Brian D Shade. What i'm saying when we say the montreal scene is one big blanket statement we include everybody of all time that's how i see it so we got to be more specific you want to say like the yeah pocket i'm just of people being harsh i'm being harsh because okay, yo fine, all fine. i'm seeing is little 20 year olds doing innovative shit that is inspiring me to change everything yeah of course about some of them ride.
1: very good yeah some young people fucking rap like
0: no a lot of them are sure it was surprising yeah. i got humbled i got humbled hard there's a lot of young rappers that are extremely yeah, talented sure. across multiple styles, not just uh, now,
1: like young people that were young. Like, 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 uh, one of my favorite Montreal rap songs is breathe by Elon ski from like five mm-hmm. years ago. And I don't know how he wasn't super uh, duper young, but he was, he was way young. I think he was early twenties at the time. And the song is fucking fire. Like, Yeah, man. Young people make fire too. So, people in Montreal make fire, but it's, it's more like, the, it's more the people that are receiving the music, that's the problem
0: so the one we're not thing receiving it yeah. is we're all on facebook yo all these kids are on instagram it's like then there's the whole tiktok scene yeah and
2: marks, the problem is is
0: i would argue we're in a certain age group in the anglo side of the southwest slash west island montreal scene okay like that's that's what it is that's what yeah. we're exposed to algorithmically once I realized this, that's a pocket of a huge scene. That is much bigger than our pocket. Like I'd argue there's like 2000 rappers in English in this city, like flat out that high of a number. And so with that, 2, many 000? people, yeah, no, oh, lie oh, how me. many do you say 2000 English rappers alone?
1: That's crazy. Okay. Because I have a bar in this the track you played earlier. First track off second mixtape or like, uh, you never heard of me, man. I come from the land of 5,000 rappers and 23 fans.
0: That's that's actually uh, like facts, dude. I would say that and five thousand. People is were another. like,
1: five thousand? That's a lot of rappers. And I was like, I mean, no, no, there it's might real, be five thousand rappers in Montreal. No,
0: there are. But if we include the French shot, I would argue it is yeah. five thousand. But like here's the thing, there really is that many rappers. And that's not just Montreal, dude. Every place has like a fucking crazy amount of rappers. And actually to your credit on the fan mm-hmm. thing, Part of why I pivoted to interviews is cause every now and again, somebody that's not a rapper wants to watch. And I, that really inspired me. Whereas I can barely get people that aren't rappers to like my music or listen or pay attention. And like 80% of my shit for the longest time was part of what, I guess you could call the rapper circle jerk where like the yeah, somebody's know, the and I don't want to be like negative about it. This is actually in an effort to try to add perspective on the difference between fans and peers. And that's kind of correlated to the idea of friends. So, like, yo, if you're, like, a rapper or a producer or a beat maker or you're part of the scene like that, we're all peers, right? So we're supposed to show love to each other. But when we add our totals for, like, fans, we're supposed to subtract peers. And then that final number after is fans. Like, yo, obviously I'm going to be big. No, no, that's the thing.
1: You take away the people that don't rap to listen to you. Sometimes it's super sad. Like, like everybody raps. I don't mean you, like. No, just no, saying like over here, like in general. I mean, me But that's not just you know over here.
0: I mean? So I had this riveting conversation with a person like me in Kansas City. Why Kansas City? It's interesting because you'd think in Kansas City shit would be different. And apparently without naming names or anything to be complicated, it's not that different in Kansas City below a certain tier. And apparently it's not. And honestly, if we actually were to act like the French side of the city is the Drake sound or the strange music sound, we just pretended like in a little parallel way being French is that version of that in Montreal, then basic, then, well, I'm not saying I'm right here. I'm actually just fucking brainstorming off the jump a little bit, but let's say like, it is like that. Then like there already is this popping main sound that's happening. It's just a linguistic choice in our place, which is a little different than everywhere else, but at Yo, the Shout low- out
1: to the monde on the Twitch.
0: No? Yo, shout out everybody for real. I'm sorry. If bring your friends,
1: are... bring your friends.
0: But, um, For real, though, like what I guess what I'm trying to say is there is a lot of stuff happening in the city and there really is a lot of volume and momentum going on. And there's actually just so much fucking talent out there that I had the opposite reaction. I went into this thinking I would find a lot of trash and I found a lot of music I loved and I was really surprised a little bit at first. But now I realized I think I could just listen to Montreal music for the rest of the year, really. I will listen to other stuff. But if I only had That's listen, a really good
1: attitude, but I like, God you don't speak, have you to know? agree. You're missing a lot. You're missing a lot of good music.
0: Well, no, I'm not Do going that. to, because like, you know, life is what it is, but I had this strange epiphany that, yo, there's actually that much good music here that I could just listen to new Montreal music and probably be sustained as a fan. And that was like the most expiring shit ever. If, you life. know what?
1: It's a perspective situation. Like you want to like, it and I, and I don't want to like it because I molded myself as like the I guess anti-hero sort of like I'm just like I'm not with I'm not part of nothing you know what I mean like um with the exception of like specific things like murder face or whatever like generally as an entity like I don't like uh like I'm not part of that you know what I mean like uh yeah I have rappers as fans and shit like that but it's not this like constantly like um contrived like reciprocal like Props for absolutely nothing, like making trash songs back and forth and telling each other is the best and shit. Like, I'm not part of that. I don't get those congrats, and that's fine with me. Like, so that's kind of my thing. You know what I mean? That's what makes me me. So like, uh I don't hate no Montreal rap. I love it. Like, like, like I said about the Elon key thing. Like, I still got my list. You know, I still know what Montreal rap I like, and I still like listen to it. You
0: know, but but I'll be honest. Um, I, I'm not I, gonna I, give. I'm not
1: giving any passes. I'm not going to mean any passes. is the same art form. Like, if you're not good, you're not good. Whether you're from Montreal or, like, Wichita or uh,
0: Manchester like, it doesn't matter, like... I think you'd be pleasantly surprised as the year goes on and a lot more talent comes out. You're going to be like, okay, there's actually a lot of good shit out there. That's all I'm trying to say. But you brought up Murder Face, and I, I do want to go through more of that. Yo, this has been great. I'm fucking loving this conversation. I think this is going to be a wonderful piece of content when it's all said and done. But uh, now let's get to the Murder Face part, because I do believe that Murder Face is the next part of your story that's really meaningful. I mean, we could talk about tangents forever, but let's oh, talk fine. about it.
1: So we'll, 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 we'll do everything. Yeah, whatever.
0: But let's talk about Murder Face. How does that happen? How do you get involved in that? What goes on in that story?
1: The last thing I'll talk about before we before step into Murder Face, where I probably had the confidence enough to be that good in Murder Face, was like the, like sort of the late 2000s era, um, where you b- battle people at house parties and stuff. Not on purpose. Like People would diss me. Like it would be freestyle, and like I would kill it, and then people would be like, Oh, uh, like this guy, he thinks he's fucking good, you know? So I'm going to diss him and then I'm going to, sh- everybody's going to, you know, everybody's going to love me and it's, they're going to pour Gatorade on my head and shit like that. And I'll fucking waste people at parties with like 50, 60, 70 people. Like, and that sh- that type of shit, people fucking remember that shit. They remember it more than you're like fucking, you know, the 18 bars you did on a 50 cent beat, some shit. Mm. You know what I mean? And fucking sound click. Don't disrespect everybody. But man. I definitely think but, that
0: it's also part of the time, man. Which is interesting. That's why I love what you're sharing. I don't mean to cut you off, but you keep bringing that back, and I never thought about it for before because it was never like that for any part of my rap it's career.
1: Real tangible. So you ever go to a uh, you ever go to a restaurant and they make you a Caesar salad from scratch in front of you, or you yeah. go to like a you know any restaurant like that where they make it's it's not it's a different thing like it's a different thing than if it could have just been unpackaged and you know what I mean like.
0: I hear what you're saying. You got my point. I do, but I like, that's why I'm like, I find it so fascinating that like, that was such a part of the culture, but nowadays it's more like the opposite. It's everybody's got to be good on camera and the real life is honestly less important.
1: No, I know now it's over. I mean, this is COVID. It's a different time. You better learn, like better learn your zoom. I, I swear. I, I urge anybody, especially if you're, if your art is interactive, if it's something that takes place in a period of time, a comedian, musician, a singer a rapper you have to zoom like unfortunately like it's not everybody's thing but like you if you really want to have that interaction again the, what are you going to do you can't even throw a show even if you wanted to like but even like unless you're in uh, florida or something
0: just a little bit bigger than that with social media and clips and everything it was before covid this was already starting to happen right now you have to be able to drop that like youtube video and you should do
1: both both should exist ideally right? i agree and I'm, yeah. I'm not i should be able now. to do a show and then like oh the cops uh come and say some bullshit, do some racist uh, rap show cancel. Cause you know, that happens in every major city. That's So they box. come and say this or for no reason, a super peaceful rap show. They say, no, nah, it's no good. So but, then ideally you'd be able in that situation, COVID or not, to come home and then make an electronic but version. It's more
0: of like the part where, um, it was actually more important to be able to on the spot murk a person. Whereas now, if you can't do that, that's fine. You can go do it. It's whole not important thing.
1: because people are no good. That's the point I'm making. It's like, it's, it's, mm. it's evolution in, in reverse. It's like, Oh, oh you might use my brain. Like they, they, they can't even write. Never mind freestyle, Rappers can't even write at this point. They can't even rap. So to rap off the top is a full dub. Like no, not EO dub dub, like a dub, like a loss, man. Like a, it's, it's, Nah, so so for them it's embarrassing why would you push something up that everybody that certain people are good at and you're not they don't the majority of people are not good at it the people that partake in this in this art form uh of, of rap music so they they, they shit on it and that's why i love end of the week because that's the antithesis of that where it's like if anything you better not do you're it for your like. In general, you know
0: what I mean. Like, well, I mean they—they they were like they did do that current Zoom call where they're like do your fucking writings and go to Frio Dub to be. That's like different. If you time. get
1: like if you get it assigned. Anyway, you you asked about murder phase. Yeah. So murder phase, um, I think it started with me and Senecal. We're going to just do a me and Senecal song that a Vince beat. Pardon me. That's that's two out of three for the burbs. I mean one out of three for the burbs. Mm. I'm gonna even up next one. Um, so. And then Vince said, well, why don't we just make a, you know, a little group uh, and call it Murderface?" And then S-Synica was like, Shells would be down. And we're like, yeah, but well, we all knew each other at that point. That's how Murder Face started. That's it. Like, I-, I think maybe the group wasn't, the name wasn't there. Mm. S- Vince was saying the group, and then Vince came up with the name after. Off of uh, William Murface there from... Uh,
0: yeah, well, he said it was like a happy accident Like he was subliminally yeah. influenced into that
1: Yeah, man That was that is crazy, like, again, back to real life Real life is important That's like, I know, I hear you And like, I do need to, you know, plug in more or whatever But real life is hella important, man People will never forget that shit And Murderface is open for like Established American rap groups And artists And, and outperform them That's a fact like and who? people would see <sighs> we're not doing that. <laughs> but like uh uh sometimes we did and sometimes we didn't. But every time we were as like close to as good or better. Um put it this way, it was like people would be like, Oh, that person's coming to town? yeah yeah, maybe. Okay. Twenty five bucks. Uh you know, what people. Are. But yo, we're opening, oh yeah, we're rolling. Like we were a thing. And, and what were we known for? We weren't known for music videos. We had that w- just one, just one music video. We had we were known for music. We had six songs. We were known for performing those six songs and for those six songs being fired. So we had like a little run where we were even uh, we were rated the second best artist in the city, in, nice. in the mirror. Yeah, and that was and that was when we had two songs on MySpace. Imagine that wasn't off the EP. That was before the EP. We had two songs on MySpace. We had the uh, Vengeance is Mine and the title track and and off of that we were the second best artists in the city imagine that with none of us having really much solo material either before that so that's how good we were and we opened for uh rusty drugs tech nine onyx corrupt uh i did a guest appearance on a sean price show like it it was a time yeah it was a time fire like we performed for tech we 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 opened for tech nine there was 900 people on deck to go to the show like but the the belmont couldn't hold them so belmont's more like a 500 kind of place so they had to send 400 and and we performed five 500 that's probably the biggest crowd i've ever been in front of i was like or that to do music it, i had a bigger crowd when i battled the mites right in toronto that was probably about 600 people anyway i'm going off the that's, thing but that's that that's that's, that's, that's the cool number mm-hmm.
0: still so- so you did your run with Murder Face. That's around, what, 2009, 2010, 11. How long does that run for? Uh, I don't,
1: can't really pinpoint. Like I'm pretty we kind of, sure. We kind of, like, would half break up and then, like, not. So like... here's
0: the thing. I know in 2012, when I started, Murderface was at least still performing at that point. Uh, we
1: performed way after our, our last release. That EP was the only thing we ever yeah. did. Officially as a group and then we would we would go off of that true for another like year and a half or something there probably
0: because I definitely know in 2012. That was a thing because I remember one time people were bigging you guys up and I, I was at this point in my life where I still had an ego. So like and I was poor I was really bad with my money. So shit that cost ten dollars was not really something I would go to do It wasn't, it
1: wasn't in the plans
0: you know, I was more likely to go home and buy a 3.5 and not go out. It was really what I was doing with my life at that time. I mean, in a lot of ways, I'm sitting here smoking pot. So in some ways, things haven't changed. But no, I'm, I'm willing to go to the show now like because I'm able to afford it. It's a big part of that in my life, at least. I'm happy to go to the shows now. I'm happy. My big issue with shows is, like, the start time. But as long as the show starts at 7, I'm there. That's all I'm trying to say. But um,
1: uh, it never happens in the kind of shows that we do. like yeah, I mean you know, that's, it's something about underground rap shows and like it's just whatever anything that's on the fire is absolutely meaningless. Like it's like doors open seven o'clock and then the first act is like like, eleven forty
0: five. Yeah. It's uh it's an issue I that if know. I have any sway in the future of the city we will correct. I don't think I have yeah. sway, but I will try. I might I put back. my
1: own shows on, man. My shows are better. I got more people than fucking some of these American acts that roll through. Yo, hold, hold no, the I'm the not gonna name go. who, but
0: no, no, that's an interesting point. You're not the first person to say that they've done their own shows and pulled better crowds. So let's talk about that what? for a little bit. When did you do that?
1: Um, From, like, I would say the first one I ever did was maybe 2008. Oh, like 2008 shit. until fucking COVID, like,
0: because I used to, I used, that's what,
1: yeah, because I used to just freestyle and do my, like, one, two songs. And even if the songs weren't good, like, I was I was a pretty hype when I performed, so people still liked it. It didn't really matter, like, because I would just, I would go off. I would, like, fucking, you know what I mean? Like, Kirk Cobain the shit out of that shit, like, when I perform. And that's what people wanted. Like, I broke the floor at this place, and then they banned rap music to this day from, like, 2007 or some shit, or six, like... Place Esco Grief. Shout out to Esco Grief. <laughs> uh, I broke the floor, man. I literally broke the floor, but anyway, yeah.
0: Wait, you said uh, literally, as in you literally broke the floor.
1: I broke the floor, like the fucking floor broke. There was a a, a break in the floor, like I chipped it, chipped it deep. That's amazing. Chipped the floor. yo. Why are we talking about murder face? Yeah, so let's talk about that era
0: because that's a big era. That's like four years. You open for a lot of people. You're grinding out a bunch of shit. What else is going on in your
1: life? Uh, What else is going on in my life? I feel like that might have been like the, the, I would say the, the like time I knew the most people to like a very, like, uh, without going to detail, like toxic degree. You know what I mean? Like I had the most um, acquaintances and, uh well the period and the period that followed that after and shit like that um murder face got kind of swallowed up by um a lot of like just a lot of things and um gigante was one of them it's like big group that we made that was like a kind of a, a, like a gigante mistake um <laughs> Dave dialect like, knows what i'm talking about but I'm not going to go into like too much detail that, but it was, it was a mistake. Murder face was on a roll. And we kind of tried to make like a super group with like everyone else we knew. Um, And it wasn't a good call. And we only ended up having one song, like 13 members. And we had one song and like four shows. It was a super mess. Uh, Just to be perfectly frank. And that was part of the, that was part of the, it is history. Yeah. It was part of the reasons, reason the murder faith dissipated. And there was very little quality control, even on a human being level, at least with some of the members, no no disrespect, or to some of them, some much disrespect but like anyway they know no their
0: names are. though they're but no, yeah no
1: names. said positive no in 2021 anyway so yeah um and no but they it's didn't like, they didn't like terrorize murder phase when terrorized murder phase was just the idea of us being a group with four people which is complicated enough and then to have a group bigger group that includes us it was not a good idea already murder face was enough of a thing we should have just been handling that um and even the other groups didn't benefit from us they were better than off with their own thing too Yo, that's so, some it's knowledge. It's not always shit, good to group together, like, just because you're friends doesn't mean you're friends also. like.
0: But it's like, also, like, just think about what you just said in terms of the practical business side of it. We actually saw that same trend take place on YouTube where a lot of content creators became really big, grew up in conglomerates, and then maybe one, two people benefit off the situation, but most people in the big picture don't actually thrive because um, large group situations are complicated. I would say smaller group situations tend to be cool when it's based off whatever even Golden four people with... is enough it's enough you got to think about it, like it's... if you're
1: really trying to be a rap group you have to be able to displace to another but city also like to get to the studio you have to
0: but there's the branding issue right you go from pushing one brand to pushing so many other brands
1: right diluted. and then it
0: becomes like more messy and this isn't meant to like disrespect but i think a lot about this now like yo listen i'm not like fed enough to feed people but so maybe, maybe take Stay- it but, and so like, I could in my head be like, trying to make some shit get really big and try to worry about a lot of things, but, or, or try to get bigger than too big, too fast is a huge thing I'm afraid of. Actually, I'd rather go slow yeah, and take forever. than yeah, get too big, huge too big fast.
1: I couldn't, you know what, like, I'll tell you why it was so bad is because I was only developing as a rapper myself. Like, like I said, the murder phase is the first ever official CL, like many years after people have heard of me and had either like positive or less positive views in me and they already established it in their mind so it was like it wasn't time for me to be like managing a gigantic rap group like in my mind you know what I mean but it's like the kind of stupid thing I like to do because I love Wu-Tang and shit like that you know I was like oh, that'd be so cool no but I mean I was definitely the most like active as in oh this person should be on that beat, and, and, and while trying to omit myself too I wasn't putting myself in every beat and other people were just like oh what beat am I on like People are like, they're not even interested enough in their own careers. They don't care about 13 other grown men. Like, it's a huge mistake. (laughs) Anyway.
0: um, What was was I saying? There's value in what you're saying because it wasn't necessarily that inherently super groups are a problem or squatting up is an issue. No, it could happen organically. Yeah. (laughs) It was that you guys tried to take a situation that you had that you hadn't necessarily had your foothold in. It was a foundational Mm -hmm. issue. Like you're building a house and the murder phase house Bad foundation house. wasn't built yet but then you stacked a bunch that of shoes on
1: a it better house that house a better potential but also like you know what we had one song that's like one of the most telling things like we existed for about a year we're about 13 people and the public has one song to remember us by we're all on together it's a disaster you know what i mean like and uh and um also the last thing i was gonna say about that like uh, I would, I would like, I take blame myself too. Like I had terrible ideas sometimes. Like we did one set that had 27 songs in it. We had a, a, a set of that group, that unfortunate group with 27 songs. Like, I'm not joking. Like you can't do 27 songs unless like people really like you already. Like, unless you're a band with like years behind you of touring and albums. Of, even still 27 covers anyway 27 27 full songs and that obviously goes without saying that show was a disaster like i was finding people hiding behind the curtain and stuff that didn't want to rap it was it was rough but yeah man so you learn from things like that like it was so not the move that i took a whole different move and then my first two projects had no features on it you know, know right, way so let's talk
0: that. about your first project how we get into that then that's like the next part of the story right
1: uh i guess so yeah pretty much yeah i started to just rap by myself like i had no collaborators at all um i was like not even really trying to talk to anybody so that much so i wasn't really get maybe accumulating that many beats so i started to make dubs and now like mixtape mixtape now in the mid 2000s late this. 2000s yeah like mixtape mixtape rap you rap on someone else's beat you rap on a little way in 50 cent mf doing rest in peace type of beat like a, a song has been out it was a thing back in the day. It's not a thing anymore, but it was a thing in my mind for so long that I had to do. Like in my, in my, my utopian like view of, of things in like 2006, that, that tape had like 18 features on it, mm-hmm. like with Montreal rappers. And I was so, oh, this is going to be great. You know, it's going to be all, all <laughs> it was going to be all my buddies, you know what I mean? And the truth is that like, with no disrespect intended to anyone, it would be, the tracks would be better off with more me and less them. And that's something I started to figure out. So 16 Joints that dropped in May, 2015, which is my first ever solo project at all. And I had, again, I had no solo songs to show. Maybe Akko Sav in 2010, but barely anything outside of Murderface. And it's all dubs. It's all like industry beats. And that was, that was, that idea initially, nearly 10 years before was going to be like me and like 25 people, like some of this grandiose, like ridiculous thing. So then like the more like, the older, more bitter version of me was like, no, I'm just, this is going to be just me featuring me. Like, I'm just going to use different voices and I'm just going to rap on all kinds of different beats. And like, if I've been rapping good for so long in anonymity that like anything I drop now, people are going to check for it. And like, yeah, no, not that many people listen to 16 joints. Like not as many as I would have liked, but people like it. Like people treat it like an album and shit. It's not an album, it's a mixtape. People are like, yo, that shit is fire. But you
0: did it yourself. Talk about that process a bit. That's interesting Um, because people need to know how to do things themselves a little bit.
1: mm -hmm. Well, when you're a rapper and you don't make beats, uh, uh, there's a lot of things about making a a song with your friend's beat. Like your your friend might want to give you the beat. You might do it. Um, Your friend might like it or might not like it. If he does like it, then he might have to give you the stems. He might have lost the stems. There's a lot of things. There's a lot of fucking things, you know? So for me at that point in my life, the way I was just like basically fuck everybody i was just like well i want to rap so i'm going to rap on beats that i feel like i'm not hitting anybody up for anything and i've already was already going to do all these industry beats with my my 25 like featuring guest friends that quickly became zero actually there is technically one guest on 16 joints the last why you get feeling the last four words of the mixtape is shells pick up shells okay. so shells is technically he didn't rap nobody rapped but he said the last four words that I had written because it was an expression. He would say, why are you dealing? Why are you dealing? What are you doing? You know, you always say it to people. why are you dealing? Like like it was one word. And uh, what do you deal in? In like slow English, basically. So I had written that as the last bar of a song called uh, 99 Bars uh, on a Wu-Tang beat, a severe punishment beat. Vince liked that beat. That's a perfect example of a kind of beat that it's not for everyone. A lot of people are like, why'd you have that beat? Vince liked that beat. But Shell's the last uh, word on that. That was the guest. But There was also like a couple of skit guests. Well, no, it was one skit guest, but that's it. So that was um, uh, this girl that we used to know. We don't even talk to anymore. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <That's> <laughs> no, no, hilarious. I don't mean
1: it like that, like at all. Like, I feel like I would give her the shout out if I still knew her. She, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know her. Like, she could be like murdering people right now. Know. probably <laughs> isn't.
0: <laughs> i love that your mind is fucking amazing, if you dude.
1: yeah anyway so so that that's what 16 joints was it was like oh, i gotta get something out like it's not an album it's probably not a good idea actually to waste like 16 20 30 verses on industry beats it isn't and you can't put it in certain places but like i was just like no the world needs some like cool man logo oh, well actually no, it was we're that. selling some cl so it's gonna happen
0: because yeah here's the other side of that coin I do yeah. not have a lot of mixtapes, so I was a lot slower with my production. And what I realized is, in the modern era, with these contests, let's be real, half these Facebook fucking contests are basically, in a lot of ways, mixtape joints that you're breaking up into pieces and putting out over time in Instagram posts and shit. Is kind of how I feel about it. It's just random beats. I'm laying it down. There's no real mixing, mastering shit. We just fucking rapping on beats and throwing it out to There's the world. one enough. thing
1: though. It's it's one thing to not have your shit professionally mastered, but it's original beats though. Mm. That's the thing. Like I'm legitimately Chinese... rapping on other people's beats. But like the way a lot of people they don't fuck with that.
0: But Go what ahead. I'm saying is, like, yo, in this contest vibe, if, like, 15 of us are on that same beat, who fucking cares at this point? It's the same shit, right? Like, it's not that different. Everybody's rapping on the same beat. Now, um, I thought a lot about this shit because there's stuff like Amino, Domini, where you can lease beats and a lot of other shit like that, right? Where, like, people, there's different structuring just to, to beat agreements. So... I think a lot of it is like now that I can afford to own all my own fucking shit and pay a guy to make beats for me and have my own style with him, but it it costs money, right? Like it's not free in my life. I have to like pay for that privilege. Um, it's cool, I can do that route, but maybe Broker Poor me should have jacked some beats and made a couple of fucking mixtapes because I would have actually mm-hmm. built up a bit of a, a catalog, maybe a little bit of an online buzz or a clout and it wouldn't have just been the one two single that I could afford to put out a year for, you know, I went like a really long time without releasing anything and in that time, with That's shitty equipment for me too. I could have right. made a fucking mixtape, and your yeah. mixtape inspired me, that second mixtape That mixtape there, when I first heard it, I said, I I fucked up. Maybe I should think about mixtapes difference. And then I've talked to other people and their approaches and stuff. And so I don't know if, like using industry beats like that is a mistake per se it's a product of time environment and accessibility and what you can do at the end of the day if you're not producing in this era it's worse than if you're jacking an industry beat i mean it is what it is is it going to be perceived by everyone as like the greatest shit in the world nah everyone's going to have an opinion about what you do but as a person who makes music i now look at it like yo if you like maybe have money low because covid clipped your job and the only way you're going to be able to do some shit is to use that industry beat Go for it. On the other hand,
1: hundred percent, hundred
0: And then Don Data apparently says you can use his beats for free, credit him, tag him, and if it pops, That's then cool. pay him. So Dandada confirmed Makes that sense. this very week on their stream, and apparently like a lot of the beat makers are releasing beat tapes with that kind of mentality. So even right. just go internally look to Montreal and see what's fucking available because you don't even know. On that note, though, I don't. Oh no, discredit- I like like like.
1: First of all, I I shouldn't I should emphasize that. And as we get like further on in the story, like I've been very blessed. Like I, have some of my best friends are like some of the best beat makers in the city, Mm. like facts. And they've like given me like fucking heat that I'm very lucky to even fucking rap on. Like, or even when they let me guest on something else that someone else is doing that they've, they've made, like it's, it's definitely, it's everything. Cause it's nothing without, it's not songs without the beats. You know what I mean? Like, um, but yeah, like a hundred percent. Yes. Mixtapes not mixtapes Remixes. Like a project of remixes is not the thing. Like that's why I've learned the hard way. Like people don't want to take that in. They they if you if you release that same project in a weekly dose, that's what I should have done. Like what mm. crooked I had done, but not fifty two weeks, but like sixteen weeks. You know what I mean? And then thirteen weeks for second mixtape. Everybody would be like, "Yo, see, I was killing it. Oh, he's on a roll. It looks so different than a mixtape that they're going to listen to two or three tracks, and either never go back or go back to those maybe two that they like." might not even there's probably people there's literally people that think i'm good to this day that haven't still listened to 16 joints and it's been five and a half years and it's not their fault it's because it's a lot it's 16 tracks on other people's beats some of the beats they might not have even liked and that's not even a personal insult to me because i didn't make those beats i chose those beats for me to rap on them so i would say uh yeah for anybody who doesn't like love what's available to them or whatever does yeah 100% rap on other people's beats whatever brings it out of you. Cause sometimes I've made dubs that are fire and I wouldn't have rapped that way if it wasn't for, you know, that like your party fucking too.
0: song on the second mixtape where you're fucking sound like you just jocked everything in grime and you were like, I'm yeah, gonna I rapping on a grime
1: beat like exactly. And like, who's giving me a grime beat? Nobody's right. Gonna so I'm going to, I want to rap in a grime beat in my life. So I just do it. That's the way I see it. It's not about like, Oh, 17 people rap to this Kanye beat. Let me do it too. no, not at all. Like that's why. Like I, ha- my dubs are weird because they're not super famous songs generally. So people mm-hmm. are like, "Is this his beat?" Like, which is which makes me feel bad because that's misrepresentation. Not my beat. You know what I mean? Like nobody gave me that beat, but I mm-hmm. fucking I took it. You know what I mean? Like I killed it.
0: But I think it's fair that you're open and transparent about it, and I also think it's interesting. It's also
1: practice, though. That's the positive too. Is practice, right? Like those tracks on mix on the mixtape are good. And now my tracks are better, the ones I've been doing on originals. So I have a better catalog, original catalog than I otherwise would, because I would have been practicing on all my friends' originals, right? Mm. I do have an original album called music for people that I dropped a year after 16 joints.
0: So how did you Um, get into that? Tell us about that situation.
1: That was accumulation of original songs recorded from like the dissipation of like murder Face gigante and it's release. So like me. 2016, around like 2015, I picked up a hot street creatively for songs i never had before. And I made like a bunch of fucking heat. And I had a few others from before, from as back as 2011. One of the verses I actually recorded the day after we lost, or the day day that we lost Baggies Brown, rest in peace rest in peace a super important fixture in <laughs> montreal rap and i felt like inspired to be like yo i gotta try to be excellent you know like him like on that recording and that that very first verse that specific raw take was the first song on my 2016 album the 2011 verse like uh the day that we lost Bad news um by total coincidence and uh, not about him or anything like that but i just had that fury in me from like because i knew him you know and um so, that, so that's how I started that album. And then, so it was just a bunch of other songs, you know, that I picked up over the time. 2012 songs, so like that, you know. Uh, and then some 2015 songs. And then I dropped it in 2016. And I got like a huge crowd. I got 100, we're talking about shows, I got 101 people paid. Every, anybody who knows anything, they know that's a lot. Especially like for someone who's just pushing it on Facebook, I did not even have Twitter or nothing like that. Like, I did it all by myself. I booked that show and everything. I booked the openers. Shout out to uh, Jay, uh, Jay the Villain, and BK Brooks. They brought mad people through. But like that show for the album was at hundred and one people, paid people, to see to see me. You know. No, if you go to an average uh, Montreal underground American hip hop show, I don't care what anyone says. Those shits have like sixty paid people on a good fucking day. And they got like fucking four or five openers and it's a fucking travesty. And I had two openers. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I had 101 people for the album launch of that shit. And that was like some of the most organized shit how I ever long- did. I had like a t-shirt and CDs available and like the CDs, were you know, they're played a bit. But. How
0: question long, what? about that. Um, how long did your openers go on for?
1: <clears throat> That's a good question. I like that question. Uh I think that like probably Jay DeVille did like 18 or something and BK like 25 or something
0: like that. So you BK know that's Brooks. interesting? Because I found out something along my time as a performer just to like the promoters out there. I can sell a $10 ticket if I perform for at least 15 minutes and I can say three songs. But I can't sell that $10 ticket if it's two songs. And there's a threshold. That makes sense though.
1: That makes sense. You should do three songs for 10 bucks,
0: like i'm just saying but like because a lot of promoters would only give me 10 minutes and i'm like so i did that for a minute and i'm like you know what the problem with 10, 10 minutes 10 minutes like, can be three songs no not my songs i do about a 12 mm. 13 so but even then it's more about the time length like people don't want to come all the way downtown and take buses and metros to watch you rap for 10 minutes right they want to see you do a thing so yo, i can tell you if i'm doing a 30 minute set i can get even more people down if i'm doing an hour I don't know if I can get more than thirty, but I'm telling you, I could probably get more people down for a thirty-minute set than I could ever fucking possibly get down for like a, a ten-minute set. That's just what it is. Why? Because yo, know, all these people are there to come see my shit. Maybe they want to see the show too, but I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe you don't know. Like that's a that's a big maybe. But like. If I'm there and I'm the draw for these individual crowd of people, and they're gonna commit to what an hour and a half, two hours of bussing, this that, the next thing, paying for parking, blah blah blah, just to watch me rap two songs for like ten minutes. Yo,
1: it's an like, honor, bro. That's the thing. But you know what? They will do that. They will. Some people will do that, and, exactly. and, and they they make, they'll make you keep going.
0: But what I'm saying is, is my data set has proven that if it's fifteen minutes, I have a higher success rate, and the times I've had thirty minutes. Whereas an even higher success rate at my ability to get people to willing to come to the show. Right.
1: Because, the, because they're there to see you and people don't always have good music taste. Like I, I, I was opening the time that I opened for Sean Price. I was only guesting on my friends things. Shout out to Boomback Cat. Shout out to Medi and Johnny Othello and Roger Johnson. They're Etsy. They called again? Etty, I'm right? not sure. What do they call Vince? Do you remember?
0: Oh, hold up. Vince is muted. If he wants to talk I'd mute.
1: Or Dave Dialect could tell us in the Twitch movie
0: what they were called. The Anti-Heroes, uh, I think. Hold on. You can unmute yourself. I don't know how to unmute you. <clears throat> but yeah, shout out to everybody well, yeah, that's we... with us here. By the yes, way, speak we...
1: up, everybody, guys. Thank you, guys.
3: Okay, who, who, what were you asking?
1: I was saying, yeah. what was the name of the Boom Bap Cats Logic Johnson like collective together? The Anti-Heroes, I think. anti hero Project. Maybe. Yeah, yeah anti hero Project. anti Project, yeah. Yeah. Anyway... They had a song with me at Arkogs, and it was called... uh, Six is enough, anyway. They they would have us do those... uh, They would get a lot of opening sets, and they would have us do that song at shows. So I got to open for Sean Price. I told my friend to go, and he didn't understand how good Sean Price was. He was like, oh, I just paid 25 bucks to see you do one song, you know? I'm like no you didn't pay 25 bucks to see me do one song like
0: you paid 25 bucks to see sean cracks like, it's like but okay look so in that context so, i hear you but sometimes yeah, the whole yeah, show it's is different when only,
1: yeah, yeah yeah you might see, be like i i don't
0: i don't have anybody really in my repertoire of shit that i've opened for like that so pretty much i've done about 60 70 shows tops um including my hip-hop karaoke shit. but whatever that shit brought a crowd so it counts and I got to do just for laughs, so it counts. But like right. in general, um,
1: yeah, they want to see you like do your thing for. Longer. No, but like yeah, what I'm saying is
0: more. I've never performed for opening for One anybody. For four. So, fair enough. You're all right though. You sound good. You still sound coherent. We good. We rollin with it. Um, but I guess what I'm trying to like convey is that like if everybody on the list is a random name to the people that are there and there is nobody involved, that's like bigger. It's not even like I can half the time be like, yo, check out this YouTube shit. Look, Sean Price is fucking famous dog. Look how significant he is to the car. You know what I'm saying? Like you live in
1: people are weird like that. They're like, ah, I don't want to learn about (laughs) his music for the show. Like I'm not already a fan. Like, you know, I don't know his shit. Oh, with shows in six weeks. Oh, I don't know his shit. In the days of the internet, you can become familiar in like six hours. Like,
3: it's different now it's just like
1: no, it was, was different, different then too there was still youtube then and shit it was still fucking what do you mean there's been free music for how long
0: now like, No, i let him answer Let him answer how is it different
1: sorry about
0: that <laughs> yeah i have you vincent how is it different yeah, no I'm,
3: just, I'm saying i became a fan of of like say, idea i i I'd never mm. heard of him before and i went to go see like i knew i went to a prince paul show Mm-hmm. And idea was one of the. It, it was idea and. uh, rest it, in peace.
2: Um, You're you rest guys, in peace I didn't too, really,
3: Like know who they were and like maybe I'd heard their name in passing, but it was just like, I went to that show they opened and then I became
1: fans of them. So it's just like. Mm. Yeah, I saw them open for kind of Camelot. But like, um, what do you mean? It's a different time. Because like, yeah, I'm
0: saying like, uh, for me, I feel like, it's weird now because it's like now everybody is online. But let's go back to like 2012, 2013, right? Like you would have a lot of people online without clickable links in their shit, um, mm-hmm. right? Like, so it's not like it is today where like everybody has a fucking SoundCloud. Back then, not everybody had music online, really. Like it was just a bunch of names and it would be somebody's boy and they might have a yeah. track out. I actually got booked because I had a track out, and it was actually a big deal to be like having some shitty. And it wasn't good sounding stuff. You would have like the worst sounding shit on your like fucking Reverb Nation. And that would get you booked somewhere. Reverb Nation. I
1: hate that name. Hey, check it's, me out on Reverb Nation. <laughs> Damn, man.
0: I, I, yo, so I logged into Reverb Nation. Soundclick. And, and then Soundcl- like, I already the- did
1: SoundClick. It'll sound kind of like this.
3: I have a bunch of old beats on SoundClick, like still.
1: Oh, everybody goes crazy for the SoundClicks. Those are sound- all the cool kids meet up. But, they um, meet up at the SoundClick.
0: But, like, yeah, I guess. um what I can say is different is now everybody's accessible, but back then not everybody was accessible. So maybe today and now you can just go Google people and become informed a lot quicker, but let's go to like, again, the local scene. It's not like it was that easy to Google everybody and find that information. No, that's why you had to
1: be the fire, right? Instead of just making fire with the help of other people, you had to also just be the fire to show your skills in a, in a quick mind. Just like Vince, if, if you ask Vince to make a beat in half an hour, it would probably be fire still, you know what I mean? Because he can do his thing right away. Like, mm-hmm. he's, he's, he's programmed to be fire, like, it's like, uh, you gotta be the fireman. That's 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 the cloth that we're from. They're not from that cloth. They're from the cloth of, like, auto-tune and, like, show, you know, so doing would, this and that, like, not performing, hold on, performing with your whole vocal on the song. Like, It's not the same shit, man. It's not like it's not artisanal, it's not craftsmanship. It's Humpty Dumpty, like.
0: I mean, I've seen people like I don't know. I I would like to believe that the way the music scene is split up is there's just different vibes and different types of live shows, right? So on the one hand there is still this crowd of people who spit their verses. I've seen it live. I've personally gone to like I did under pressure this year. And like yo, it's so like it still exists, right? But on the other hand Some people went the Britney Spears route, right? Like, yo, I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I don't really care if he's rapping. He's a good hype man for himself. Sometimes the idea of the hype man is hip hop enough for me because there is that element of it in in the spirit of hip hop more than maybe the art of being an MC, right? So if we go like take it a step back, right? Like the early 80s is a lot of hype man shit, right? But it's still part of the Mm -hmm. culture. So when I watch a guy like a a Waka Flocka Flame, I'm going to be real. I don't care if he raps the verse. I still would go to a show because he's gonna That's make fine. it. If fun. you like the
1: music, you like the music. That's fair. That's fair. But even That's as far fair. as the
0: performance goes, he's not boring. He's but I think just, he can
1: freestyle though though. Well he That's can, he 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 actually can freestyle. But, right.
0: but he could also sit there, rare. But he could also sit there and go blah, 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 and let the song play, and I would be equally okay with that. Because it's Waka doing it and his charisma is what's yeah. carrying me in that moment. You mean if he's
1: not even saying the blah, 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 like if the blah, blah, blah is in the track? It depends on the moment because
0: I've seen it because sometimes these guys turn the fuck up and they just turn into their own hype men, right? So they make the crowd get fucking lit. And at the end of the day, if the guy is not rapping his song in an effort to make the crowd get fucking lit, he's still being an MC. Mm. One of the dopest
1: shows yeah, I, I don't ever know about saw, that. No, I think you got to your vocals. I don't Freddie think he's G- being
0: G- a rapper. He's being an MC, which is not the same thing. No, no, the other the way around.
3: the shows I ever saw was Freddie Gibbs, and he just rapped over tracks. But he actually rap. He didn't just like. It's like yeah, okay, the, mm. the beat was just. No, funny. but his voice
1: wasn't in the beat. Yeah.
3: No, it was, it was. No, it was. He played the. He just played the song.
1: Yeah, oh, he rapped over popular. the song.
3: Like he was more.
1: But his mic was loud. Yeah.
3: Yeah, he was more present, but it
1: was. That's a bit mic. different though, because he's still rapping it, right?
3: So. Yeah. It's
1: not the same as having. Left All somewhere. I can
0: say is this is a polarizing topic, as much as you might think it's a linear topic. So I'm not saying I'm right or wrong. I'm saying I have this conversation a lot, and I get a lot more answers than you would think. And a lot more justifications than you would think. Because it depends on what's important to you at the show, right? So if your show's a party, it's not the same thing as if your show's a show. 100%.
1: Right? And a lot
0: of these guys aren't really about the showmanship. It's in better the to be armed for every
1: situation, right? Like in life, it's better to be able to do like everything. Because, yo, I've had a to lot, to lot of shows. To like Zoom and like a, a small room, a big room. we also
0: have to adapt to the times right like shit's kind of miserable and i realized something as i'm watching a lot of these turnip shows people actually like dancing because it's good for endorphins and shit and then i was going through my catalog when i was thinking about my last like in-person live performance and i'm like nobody can dance to anything it's part of why i made this lose weight song was because i wanted something people could like move to could dance to and it became really important to me all of a sudden because i was like yo I don't have danceable shit. Now, maybe that's not important to you, but I lost a lot of weight, and all of a sudden, dancing's on the table for me in a way that it never was, so I'm looking at music a little bit more intricately. Oh, no, the dance. celebration.
1: Well, like you were saying about the folding. Like they, uh, I'm sure there is a, a probably um, um, a woman who's folding uh, something or a man who's folding something, folding some laundry to celebration bitches.
0: Yes. Definitely, I told- I'm
1: sure Sure but what exists. I'm
0: saying is is about the energy of movement, right? I feel like if you look at the world now it's more dancey in terms of what's happening in music. There's a lot more melody. And I think it's correlated to the idea of partying and going out more. It's not necessarily a lack of bars to me. It's just a different manifestation of bars. And it yeah, but you can manifest- also
1: be good at that too. That's not a skill. You can rap about the party well, like that's a thing. But they- I mean, you don't have to be it doesn't have to be deep to be good.
0: But also, like in the world of pop, lip syncing is not perceived the same. But these performances are still above and beyond anything I could ever do in my life, right?
1: I just perceive shit differently. Like I, I, I see what you mean. Like people perform stuff maybe while it's super well polished, or but like the question is like, do I like it?
0: That's do fair. I,
1: and then like, if I I like it or I don't like it is what matters. Sometimes yeah. you could have like um, lyrics that are maybe not by themselves that impressive but they're delivered a certain way to, to that beat that you're like, yo, that's fire. And it just is. It's just intrinsically fire. And you can't explain it except to play for someone or, or for them to feel it, you know?
0: But on the other side of it, I look at it like what you said is really important because at the end of the day, it is subjective. We can talk about this all day long. Now, I'm not into the blanket statements because it's subjective. I am so cool with the idea of you saying, cool man Logan does not like this or that. I don't fucking have to like it. That's the fairest shit you could ever say to say it's trash or to say it's bad or to group things together is more dangerous as (laughs) an idea than saying I don't like this shit. That's fair, dude. You can listen to whatever you want or not like it. Just like there's a lot of things. I don't like blah, blah, blah. I hate reaction videos. I just don't like them inherently. There's nothing wrong with them, but I don't like them. I don't know why. I just don't like watching them. I find them annoying. they stop the song. They stop the song, man. You notice like when I did my shit today. Played the song in full, played the song in full. There was no pausing, there's no fucking stopping the song. That shit Ooh. drives me fucking nuts. Maybe it's worse for copyright, but like, I, that's why they do it. They're doing it for copyright reasons. They're not doing it because it's like this great organic experience. Is they're doing it because it's the only legal way they can even kind of get around doing it. And I guess that's all I see in it. And maybe there's a pleasure arrangement for everyone else. But I know what it is. I get it at like a very like ethereal level. So like it bothers me and it makes me not really want to watch a reaction video. I want to watch Anthony Fantano talk for eight minutes. I want to watch dead end hip hop, break it down for 20 minutes. I want to watch other people have conversations about it. But yo, why do I need to watch the reaction video? I could just go hang out with my boy and that's a reaction video. Like, I I don't really get the genre. A lot of people mm-hmm. keep telling me, and you know what the truth well, it's is. It's a way to, to tap
1: me. into what other people think about, like how other people view things and what they like and what they don't like, and you can you can work from it. You can be like, "Yo, like, oh, that's true. I never noticed that about my music too," and then change it. You know what I mean? Or, or that person could be like, "Oh, you appreciate that in that person's music. Oh, I have that too," and you can build your confidence.
0: I guess so I yeah, just like, can have
1: value in that way. Some of them are I like, okay.
0: I like it better when they're not playing the song and interrupting it. That's, that's I, like the one
1: his people, I, I like when it's younger people. I like when it's younger people that listen to shit that's before their time, because mm-hmm. that's a true reaction. They're not swayed. They never yeah. like hated on it or liked it, or nothing happened in their lives. Like nobody King, showed it to them.
3: One dude I fuck so, with King Guap. That one
1: dude. It's a play well, dude we're talking about, right? King Guap. So, so, who's, who's that?
3: On YouTube, he listens to like, he like really like. Well, now he like really likes Nas and Wu Tang and stuff, but. People put him onto that stuff, and he was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And every time he listens to it, like he, he just got put onto like Capone and Noriega, and he was just like, mm. yo, Noriega. He's like, this dude. He's, he's like, yo. He's like, he's fucking. He's really, really like fucked up, Like, and he like explains it well, like why he likes yeah, it. Yeah, he, he, he does. He, stop the song. Right.
1: That's true. He understands it better than we do, kind of. Cause he's not swayed by like, oh, this is what w- was playing when you were in fucking junior high school or some shit. Okay. And you were trying so to I be cool. Can, I could see it's like, like that He's listening to it as strictly music. He listens to like a '94 rap song, and he just like, or not even a '2002 rap song. And so he's like, like this is just what this is, and there's no like uh, hip or non-hip points. It's just, is this fire? Or is this not fire? So it's like not kind of like,
0: old. I think it's more the format that I don't like, not the content per se. Cause yo, if that guy. Wrote a 15 minute video essay explaining everything he liked and disliked about it and never even played the song one time. I would be more likely to click on that video and watch it in full. I'm not even gonna lie to you. So it's not the idea I dislike, it's the format with the song starting and stopping and starting. That shit drives me nuts. Yeah, 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 that shit is why. yeah. And that's what, and it's not even, they could say the most interesting shit in the world, dude. They really could. And some of them do like, I, but sometimes they dick ride and that really bothers me i really don't oh. like it when reaction people dick ride and i know why they, they do because i make yeah. reviews like listen i didn't well, like well they
1: science. want to they want the, to have like a thumbnail of them making like a crazy hype face no you know? it's not I mean.
0: that dude it's because you deal with fans so here's the the truth about reviews and reactions the only people that will ever click on that shit liked it you have about a 48 hour window where people who don't like it will click on it and then for the rest of the time it's just fans So if you don't have this like super positive vibe for it, you just get dislike attacked and people shitting on you because it's everybody's fucking favorite song all the time. Anybody clicking on this shit, it's their favorite shit for the most part until you're famous, right? Until you're a person. But by then you went through this grind where in the middle, all you're doing is talking to fucking fans who when you have an opinion that's not like super positive, will just berate you. Like, dude, I got like one of my patrons who requested Steely Dan And I started the review being like, my Patreon made me do this. I don't know fuck all about Steely Dan. And I'm going to get comments for the rest of my life from Steely Dan fans mad at me because I cared more about the poetry than the fucking music and shit. Like, it's whack. Like, you have to love everything. Or, like, people respond weird is what I learned on the internet doing this shit. So I stopped reviewing anything I don't like for the most part. And I learned how to like shit I didn't. And I started studying history more. Because, yo, like, you're not allowed to dislike stuff. And I know, like, you're allowed to, but I'm not the kind of person that wants to, like, wake up every morning and have some fucking guy be mad at me because I ruined his day because yeah. he was so fucking excited to click on my you hour and a half video. You can't do
1: anything on the internet without somebody, like, coming look for no, blood you can be positive,
0: you know? man. Ain't nobody giving yeah. me one negative thing about any of the interviews I've done one time. Okay. It's been pure That's love. Why? Because I try hard to keep this positive. We talk about real shit. We get real. But, like, we don't go negative with it. We're not here to slander. Yeah, exactly. I've been trying to
1: do that this whole time.
0: And I feel like we've accomplished that, but we still managed Mm -hmm. to talk about, like, some real shit that wasn't, like, maybe comfortable or fun, but, like, Mm -hmm. it was real. And I think people can tell the difference. Like nobody's sitting here going, Holden's trying to do clickbait for fucking cash is my my idea. I'm hoping. maybe some Yeah, people you're doing that.
1: shit that you're like artistically into. I get it. That you're like a fan of. Like, uh, yeah, I would watch cool, this right? show.
0: I really would watch these interviews like I would watch this shit. If I wasn't the guy sitting here, this is the first piece of content like that wasn't music related that I I listen to my music. I don't care if other people do like I listen to my music. Like I would watch this in a way where I don't know that I would watch my album reviews, but I would listen like, yo, dude, this is the type of shit. I mean, I don't get me wrong. I would have it at like 1.75 speed no way. I'm watching this at 1x speed. So kudos to all you live people watching it at real time. But I would watch the whole fucking thing, dude. I watch five hour videos a lot now. I like it when I can find a big meaty video because you know, mm. I'm a day job guy, right? Like I'm doing you shit that... You know, I hate I hate looking for stuff on YouTube. So I'm more of like uh find a big piece thing. Anyhow, let's go back to you. I feel like I've talked for a while. It's been... You know what I was gonna
1: say about, about Doom? I don't know why I thought about it, but like, um, it. I feel like... I feel like there's tons of people that like rappers and fans that are reacting, you know, and they care and stuff. But not enough. I feel like for somebody who's as good as what he uh, as what he did as what he as he was, I feel it's a real underreaction from like just the general public like um, anyone who calls themselves a rap fan because there's so many of us. rap is such a deep, 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 deep scene of people. There's so many people around the world that have their at least minimum you know 10 rap albums that they fuck with. like it's an insane number. That we wouldn't imagine, like, because not all of them are hip hop heads, but everybody likes hip hop a little bit. It's really rare at this point you find someone that doesn't at least have a couple of songs <clears throat> that they like in rap music. It's so all encompassing.
0: Yeah. Um, big facts.
1: Facts. So like, uh, with Doom is fire as hell. Like to me, if you're if we're gonna like treat rap like a sport, like he was, he's like, uh, what's your what's your, what sport have you most watched in your life? would you say hockey like what's probably the- hockey hockey okay like he's at like you know what I mean if he's like he's like Mark Messier Steve Eiserman. like I don't know like he might be Wayne Gretzky like he's one of the best like he's Mario Lemieux like I, I I'm I'm like Ford you know what I mean and like because it's underground rap or whatever you know what I mean a lot of people don't get get it right away so they they don't he doesn't get anywhere near the respect he should get like, have you ever seen most devs, like, reaction video? Most devs, not reaction but his seven-minute video where he's just, like, kind of upholding doom. He's talking about doom. He's quoting you. you. need to check that out. I'll send you the link. I'll definitely um, check that out. Yeah, that shit is fucking crazy video, and it really gives you... It shows you another crazy... Like, a really fucking dope rapper talking about, like, this guy. You know what I mean? This guy that, like, if you asked a bunch of rap fans, a lot of them would not know who that is. And that's sad to me, and I think that's not fair. Like... He, he doesn't get enough due from the general world of rap because he doesn't fit into that little 10 or 15 rappers that people appreciate. And we all know, like, that's just how rap music is. Like, you don't get your love. Like, um, but everybody likes the same shit. Everybody's you know top 10 is exactly now? the same, almost.
0: Yeah. But now that he's past the unfortunate the truth top. is a lot of people are probably going to do it. Like I said, yeah. Man, yeah. now
1: all of a sudden they'll know, but yeah.
0: And it's unfortunate and as good that as nice it works like that. Though. I really do believe Doom is one of those guys that even within myself, I forget about. But whenever I think about him, I'm like, yo, literally when I see MF Doom, I'm like, I got to review it. MF Doom is review bait. It That's is the um, best. He's, um, <clears throat> his content is one of the only art. So actually I judge artists a little bit now by how their review gets clicks over time because you have to be somebody fucking interesting a little bit right. to have somebody want to wanna transcend
1: come errors. Right. to
0: also click on a review that has 800 or a thousand or 2000 views three years later. Like you gotta be like fucking yeah. into that artist to click on that review okay like nobody's clicking on that except for the guy who's looking for the super alternative fucking experience because everybody that has the high numbers is probably saying the same shit so you're really digging into crates of reviews to find weird shit at that point right that's when you land on my stuff but every mf doom thing i've ever done to this day from the time i released it gained fucking things and what was cool is my first review got a really shit uh like to dislike ratio but all the other ones I did after got really good like ratios. And to know that I was able to cover MF Doom and make the fans be cool with us, it was like such a validation point in the way that you felt about New York. Because he is that complicated and he is that brilliant. But once you see it and it takes yo, because yo, it's it's such a learning curve. That's part of what it is, is people don't want to take the time to like like you almost have to know about comic books and like shit like that to fully it's not like it's
1: not a, like, a, like for some unfortunately like the the rap music fandom like a lot of the people that listen to rap music mostly most of the time that they listen to music it's rap uh, they're not flower givers like it's like when people die then they want to give them some props but everybody else it's like they might even be like oh yeah this, uh, this guy is fire but they don't they'll never listen to it in their lives until they know exactly what songs they like has to be all programmed for them like especially pre-spotify like people didn't have a way to really like manifest their music taste they just don't have the memory for it. it's just a fact Mm
2: -hmm. people
1: will love a song a year and a half ago and then never listen to it again in their lives until someone else brings it back in their lives you know what i mean it's not even that hard to remember like it's just the way people are so only a small amount of people get love and uh it's very like fleeting you know like um so doom is the kind of person that could hang around and be that good for that long and it's still you know it's like those that know type thing and that's kind of fucked up and that would never happen in another genre someone being that good for what 31 years like
2: it
0: kind of um, happens like, mm, they they, they
1: have that many albums that are that like you're lauded by like, the people who love it
0: yeah, man. Like and think the word about doesn't being. Like, yo, think about being like an oboist in a symphony orchestra. Nice
1: I'm
0: not. I'm not. I'm not diminishing what you're saying. I'm
1: not disagreeing with you. Go ahead. I was just cutting you off. It I'm was more like,
0: say. um like, take being like a, a oboist. Like, who? Name an oboist on earth.
1: No, I'm. I'm I should know more about oboists. I don't. I, I that's don't what have, I mean. Like like, my list but
0: that's why. The worst underrated rapper is doing better than probably a world class fucking oboist is the truth of the situation in terms of that fucking level of flowers. I'm not like
1: mad for the person so much. They could even be making money while other people are calling them trash and be happy. You know what I mean? It's not so much about that. It's more about like, I don't like the mentality. Mm, I don't like that kind of sport where you have to really be the five most successful for everyone to even give a fuck about you. You know what I mean? It's kind of like that.
0: You know Mercury, Miyagi, right? Like Merkur Meaggy. so he made a Facebook he's post recently that Merker. like, well he he was here, but he's probably in a session now. I mean, Merkur yeah, popped funny. in. He was
1: up. here for a while.
0: Man. Yeah. So like, big ups to everybody that came and went and are back and sticking it through. Some people are really stuck it through. It's fucking dope. yeah.
1: Respect, guys. Thank you. Thanks and you know, don't worry you about
0: it. This is like an eternal thing. So like a month from now, whatever, it's gonna be on YouTube, edited out all the fucking little things that are kind of whatever. Yeah. And it'll be like a forever thing. So people are going to watch this over time. And that's the beauty of content in this new era. But what Merker posted that really got me thinking different is, listen, I believe what we're going through right now is called the third phase of industrialization. I don't know how much of the old world is coming back. Like, too many things changed. Like, work from home is not temporary. (laughs) Like work from home is cheaper for businesses it's not more expensive it's not a temporary it's a real thing just that alone is going to shift so much i haven't left ndg since september dude that's nuts mm. when you really think mm. about it and i haven't had to my life's flourished a little bit so yeah, I'm much. but what I, what I guess where i was really going with that is um uh your know, thanks critical Critical's still with us that's fucking fire uh critical's a dope mc2 a dope artist you probably don't even know you should check his shit out later on. That'll be fucking fire. But he's a real artist. Artist, I love that about that him. um But uh what I th- Merker posted was something along the lines of like nobody's ever gonna be that millionaire billionaire guy. Like think about it. Eminem is still releasing and owning the charts. How are we ever gonna compete? Eminem is still in the, secret, the game. The
1: secret is to like to like uh the way that the EOW Zoom does, for example, is to gather people that are have like minded music taste big you know facts I mean? and, and then you, you create like a uh, snowball effect of momentum where it's like oh yeah you like that i like that you like that and then like well, we can do shows and shit like that you know god will like um be able to to you know because all those people they, they're there it's it's not everyone's fault like the thing is you might have like a person who likes underground rap right and they don't know about your good shit that you make because it just didn't get to them it's just how big it facts. is it's not that they they hate they think you're trash they might love it, if they, but there's just no way for them to hear it. And you have to, you have to, the, the science that a lot of people figured out that I have not is that I figure out just to just get to that person. Those people are everywhere. Yo, let me tell you everywhere. something. Everywhere, They're not concentrated, but they're everywhere.
0: It's called being on social media. Yo, literally, um, I'm not going to talk into details. We can talk after the fact, but if you want a thousand followers on TikTok right now, I can link you up with my dude and like literally you get that thousand followers you can go live on tiktok and then um basically what happens is is you start creating inorganic reach the truth is is there's no such thing as like like here's like the world's changing a bit i have a couple of ideas i don't know i'm having trouble staying focused now like i'm, I'm sorry y'all it's eight and a half hours deep this is my longest stream Yo, of life but i on have a that, co-
1: on that segue i'm gonna take a uh old to vibe going. A records <clears throat> study records over here
0: That's what it is and i'm like i was saying to my girlfriend like even if like maybe at this moment it's not the most litty part of the stream it's still like a big thing man this 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 is for like the idea of it all right like who does a 10 hour live stream to dedicate a montreal thing you know who does Mm -hmm. that who puts that into the world i don't know maybe it's not the best idea maybe it's uh what it is but i'm enjoying this moment i'm enjoying the vibe of the situation I'm yeah, feeling this dude. I think it's a fun time. Um yeah. what we can definitely do though is go back to your story a little bit and keep getting into tangents cuz uh we're at the point where you've dropped your first album. And what comes after that shit? Uh
1: after that shit like I ran into like like life's uh life's obstacles. Um I'm not going to get into but like I didn't rap for a long time and I was like mm-hmm. off my game and I didn't like I didn't get involved. I didn't do any shows. I wasn't freestyling. I wasn't writing. I wasn't recording. Um, Okay. uh, But that helped me because I bounced back, you know? Um, And uh, uh, so, like, I was in a slump, but I came, but, like, basically, like, I went to uh, an evidence show, you know, evidence?
0: I know who he is. I'm not that familiar with his music, but, yeah, I know him.
1: I went to one of his shows in Brooklyn, like, in, like, February 2018.
0: Okay. And it was just, like, an
1: awakening for me. Like, it was, like, that whole world that I, like, tell myself doesn't exist anymore. It hella exists in New York, you know? Like, so, like, we go to, like, evidence show, and there's, like, hundreds of people there. Everybody's super hyped for this, like, Puerto Rican-Russian dude from California, you know, who's, like, been around a while, you know? Like, and I know he has a following, but I was like, man, like, these people love this shit. And they're, like they were playing like showbiz and ag like uh next level okay. so, like, a classic song so i just remember just being in the crowd and even the songs the dj's were playing everyone was vibing to it and i was like wow people really still like this shit and i was like what the what the hell, what am i doing and then like uh literally uh that was february 1 2018 and uh literally a year later like we lost bender like to my with my friend and fucking legend right uh, one of the best me the best canadian rapper ever me included okay. and uh and so when he passed i was like man like I, I have to rap like it doesn't make sense like uh you know like and he's so good it just makes you want to be good you know so obviously you know how it is when people pass we all listen to this shit more and like and then you know and i was just like Yo, this is crazy this guy's i knew this guy He wrote, wrote this shit, like the shit that he did in battle rap, shit he did in music, like just as an artist in general, he's also, also make beats, um, draw, writing books and shit. Anyways, he's just a big inspiration to me. So like, I wanted to hold on to that title to say I'm the second best, to me, I'm the second best after him, you know, Um, in, in our country, like straight up, that's how I feel. Um, and I felt that way, obviously when he was around before, it's not just like roses to be nice. Like I always thought I was always in off, of him. as everyone was like, everyone wasn't paying any attention. Like I was abnormally good, you know? Um, so yeah, th- so that's where, but that re-energized me though in a way, because I was like, yo, like, what am I going to do? Like I better rap, like what am I doing? I'm not going to just let this go to waste. It's not like I, didn't th- it's not like I thought I was trash before, you know what I mean? But that's the kind of person to make you try to go a little bit deeper you know what i mean to like push your pen a little bit further just from hanging out with him a few times you know so big up inner rest in peace um so yeah so that's 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 how I, I i came back stronger than ever like i'm the best rapper i've ever been in my life at this point after all the shit i told you about all the i went through like i'm the best i've ever been like as we speak i got better since before i started saying that and I know that because just because I've never made that many songs before that were that good, like, as soon as I came, since I've come back, it's been nonstop, nonstop off, like, for two and a half years of, of just, like, rapping in some kind of way. Maybe not always, like, making music, but sometimes recording, when, when sometimes seven, freestyling, performing.
0: Do you have a 17 no. joints? Is that the same thing as 16 joints?
1: I just have 16 joints. I don't have 17.
0: Now. Isn't it? Is this? Okay, it might be 16. I don't know. I thought yeah. it was 17. That's the one with all the joints like on the cover, right?
1: Yeah, that's yeah. the one that preceded second mixtape. Right. It was the same idea, like industry beats and shit. That was and the second... first project I ran. So and that's the like second mixtape
0: to... comes out. How does that project come to be? Tell no us music. Little... There was
1: music for people in between. That's the album. But second right. mixtape, uh, second mixtape was some of the leftovers from sixteen joints. <clears throat> just by Nate, like just because I like rapping on on uh, industry beats, you know, it's fun to me. And like, uh, so uh, I was just on new beats to kill. This time I had a couple of features and uh, I was just like, I'm gonna put this out. And then, but every, but see, the thing is, it's like, it wasn't, that it was never supposed to be that way. You know, like 16 joints was supposed to come out probably uh, six months or a year before it did. Cause that right. shit was ready for a while. I made that shit quickly. I made that shit three or four months creatively, but it just sat. Um, and then music for people was supposed to follow that, but it was 14 months later. That's not following it. It has to be like within a few months, you know?
0: Right. And then
1: it's, it's just how life works, you know? Like bad things happen to you in between, and then you don't like have the rhythm that you plan to have. And then so second mixtape was February, 2019. And that was supposed to precede this album that still hasn't dropped, that I'm dropping by the way in like a month or so. Music, uh, music to m- my ears. We're right. dropping that shit in like late January. Early Fab latest, and that shit is off the chain. Right? With no like f- form of exaggeration, like I already have the whole thing ready to go. Like, I just it has to be ready for you guys, you know? Right. Um, just need a cover, man. And I'm not like, and I'm the reason why I don't have a cover is because I'm not settling. A lot of people are showing me artwork, and none of it moves me at all. Like, with a couple of exceptions, but for other reasons, I can't work with those people right now. But they're too busy or whatever, um, yeah, man, like, uh, it's just, I don't feel like it's, I was disappointed in the artwork of music for people. I'm not going to go into it, but I was disappointed. I don't think it's shit, but I don't think it's good really. Uh, and so this one has to be way better. Plus this album is, is way better. No right. disrespect to music for people, but, uh, Justice 4 is on it. So that's a song that you guys have heard, I guess that's on it. Uh, that's pretty much it. I mean other other that's just people that know me because I've had it maybe showed it to them, you know what I mean? But no, people don't know it. Or performed it. That's the thing. Some of these songs are performed, but they never they never I never put them out. You know what I mean? Like you just don't feel like putting out music until you, you feel people are paying attention. And I don't even mm-hmm. think enough people are paying attention right now. <clears throat> that's on me. I need to get on all these forums and stuff and get out of this like this Definitely. local this local mind frame. I see that's like what everybody needs to do. Is like, because we do everything on the internet now anyway, you have more friends in, like, Finland than you do in your own neighborhood. The fact. The I more mean, friends in, like, Senegal you're than saying. you do in your... Know, not friends, but I mean, like, fan friends. Like, people that actually want to see you succeed and yeah, will properly support you. Yeah,
0: No, even, like, with behind that suit, oddly enough, one of my patrons is in Montreal. Actually, the first one was in Montreal. I was like, what are the fucking odds about that? And big up Finland, Nadiv, Dave Dialect. That's what I'm saying, your lady friend Bonnie. There are people still riding with us. That's why the stream is still alive. Thank you,
1: thank you for riding. What? We're back in double digits.
0: You got all the best. Yo, so it actually happy, happened happy to our benefit. We had a little gift happen. Warner Music blocked the live stream on Facebook. So I paid we for this searched. little app that lets me flick a switch and then flick a switch and then it restarts the live stream. Now there's nothing yes. to block here, we haven't played any music. So the stream's just back live, right? So maybe we don't play any more music for now until later on. You know what what it it is? Everybody got a notification saying we're live again. So people are probably going, oh, shit, this shit's still happening. And then a few Mm -hmm. people just jumped on is what I predict. Uh,
1: There's another reason, folks, to not do uh, too many uh, 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 industry raps and freestyles because that's probably why they cut it.
0: Nah, seriously. I don't think they
1: cut it off of, of, yeah, of Murderface. No. They didn't cut it off of Murderface. No. They cut they it didn't. off of my songs that are other people's beats.
0: Nah, but it's partly uh so yeah, it was the Buster Rhymes was one of them. And it was definitely That's it.
1: That's the clincher. That's that's the one. So that's Murderface, a you're
0: right, actually. Murderface got me through pretty clean. No if anyone anything... thought no
1: problem. Anything that's ours is no problem.
0: I don't know stream of thought had a problem uh i don't think it did but i saw i i know Played you did a buster rhymes so what happened was is when i clipped the first video i saw in the copyright shit because i was like whatever I'll, I'll start trimming them that one of them was a buster rhymes and then when i replayed the album i heard the buster rhymes track and i'm like oh, okay i know that that's song. It. that actually. was a big
1: song too when it came out that's not like no small song they, they mm. got definitely keeping tabs on that one
0: but uh it worked to our benefit because it kind of let because yo, when you go live it notifies like fucking everybody in a way that it doesn't notify everybody in any other way. So Correct. actually, so work restart. to our benefit. Maybe we what have I'll bigger do... numbers than we
1: did. Big up numbers. What's up, numbers?
0: Yo, what's up, cool man? Logan's a little- numbers, like, that numbers that are no,
1: actually people. Numbers that are actually No, but that's people. what I
0: like about this, is that I'm pretty sure, for the most part, everybody that has been watching is somebody that knows who you are or knows who I am. And they're here for either one like of us you. or yeah, both probably, of us.
2: Probably.
0: Even like I sure. saw Low Kelso 786 popped up yo algo cerise just popped in she's wonderful she came on the stream because of the chris chrome interview a way back and she just keeps popping in and it's just like it's lit nice. like these are like because yo when you Thank see you the con- so what i like about like the the comment section is you get to see the same names come back like local so up in wales and i got to learn that about him when we we're talking about the housing situation with lorelei yesterday because i'm like we're fucking talking about housing it is what it is um and I like the fact that it's, like, real people that, like, are actually here. And I don't care if it's, yeah. like, a big number, or a small number. I like it if it's a bigger number, for like sure. For but sure. I like the fact that it's not, like, it. yeah. but it's not just, like, me, my girlfriend, and my dude. It's, like, actual fucking people that seem to be here, which encourages me to keep talking, you know? Like, it tells mm. me that, like, we're doing something right, even if the whole world doesn't know yet. And that's kind of part of, like, why we're doing this interview. Because to your argument about getting eyes on you. There is a lack of like ecosystem in our city to really, really put eyes mm, on you. There's no it's, ecosystem. It's like no we ecosystem. kinda put it the job of like promoter fell on rapper as much as possible. There you go. Weird. Like, Yo, I, did the door, I did the door. I did the
1: door on my own show like a year and mm. a half ago. That shit is a disaster, man. I don't recommend that shit at all.
0: Nah, it's better to have like a distribution of labor. But yo, know, I was talking to Basics <coughs> about this one time off camera. No, it was on. A, it was an on camera moment, so I can oh, talk shit. about anything That's that was an on camera. But like Basics was talking about how like everybody has this ego complex where everybody want to be the mascot, and people don't necessarily want to play their roles. So if everyone's trying to be a rapper, or everybody's trying to be a thing. uh then there's not enough people trying to be other things. But like, there's all the this Basics space
1: knows as well, Basics knows as well as I do, better than I do that you could go to a scene that's far more competitive and fierce and ferocious and you'll get way more love.
0: But it's he also
1: You go to end of the week there's like 25 people who can rap fire and they're all giving you love. You go to Montreal there's 25 people who range from adequate to atrocious and then none of them are showing you love. That's just a fact.
0: But it's also part of that same idea of you're never famous it, in your hometown, right? That. That's like my we're never like famous in our hometown out. right like that's a big No, that's not true what
1: people are though but people are maestro okay, fresh okay, was okay. in toronto was a huge deal like 31 years ago think about we would never had a maestro fresh was who raps bad news played harmonica but like somebody who raps but mainly in english we never had it
0: if you say in english I, I, one, like, <clears throat> I agree with you when you go to the english never. side but i think not that um, level of fame in a lot of ways though. Okay. So if we want to talk about the Montreal scene on that front. So I saw this little, and this is an idea I'm working. So nobody can quote me on this like hard facts. It's just an idea I'm working, but like I thought about it in like a parallel to the hockey games. It's part of why I'm like so positive with it. So we have our players. That's like you, me, whatever. Those are like players. Then we have our mm-hmm. groups. So you can call behind that super group. You can call end into the weaker group. All these groups that are out there and everybody builds brands at these two levels really well. But then the second it gets to the league level, and let's be real, there is no Montreal Canadiens without an NHL, right? There is no great players without the league that binded it all together in the first place. Correct.
1: You don't and just play on the lake.
0: So like at that level, we have the league out, which is where like the Montreal scene gets put up to it. So what I think is gonna happen, or at least I'm gonna actively push for, it, is this positive branding on the Montreal scene, so that everybody has like a at least you don't have to like it all. But at least acknowledged as good shit out there. That's all people have to do is just say to other I do, people. I do, I do, I do. No, you do. I'm not saying you don't. You don't have to like it all, but you are willing to acknowledge that there's good shit out there. For and sure. the more we do that, we can go up to people who are not rappers and be like, there's good shit out there. I don't care what you like. Pick me what you like. I'll find you that person. Imagine if we all did that. Imagine yeah. if we all went to our non supporting peers out there of life. But I has to be like, someone
1: you don't hang out with. That's the real challenge.
0: But what if someone I were to take to somebody that with? I went to high school with, and I introduced him to your music?
1: That's that's useful. That's but useful. That's what because, I'm trying to say. Right, the same way. Yeah, and, and and I would show you someone that's never heard of of you. But yeah, I mean, like, I was, exactly.
0: Because here's the thing, not everybody's going to like my music and not everybody's going to like your music. But I know people that would fuck with your music and maybe, you know, people that would fuck with my music. So instead of trying to spend all my time trying to convert these motherfuckers who are never, ever, 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 ever going to listen to me. Mm hmm. Yo, Coolman Logan's pretty dope. We can play his music after. We, we we just had this whole thing on Facebook where it cut us. But, um, Coolman Logan... Yeah, as long good. as it's
1: ours, I think it's safe.
0: Yo, yeah. you, want, you want to bust a little freestyle? You want to show the people what it is? You feeling that vibe, or do you want to, like, not do that? I know you're uh,
1: we, we, you're, you're going to play the beat?
0: No, I can't do that. Are you able to do another acapella thing, just real quick? Oh. Yeah, I could, I,
1: I could, I could, I could. I could, okay. okay. Um... I go wherever I like. I don't need a pass. Take the floor from you like trapdoors. I don't need to ask. I'm so good, got you feeling bad. Your boy got them coming back again like a season pass. I'm something like a veteran with a season pass, leaning back, reminiscing about seasons past. How we move really fast, you ain't seen them pass, seen them at Roberto Bergoli's eating season pass. I won't rap if the beat is trap. Leave the pad to see for me what the evening has put a whole hole in your soul. How are you healing that spit shit to stick to your ribs? Like a heating pad, like a ceiling fan, I propel. Well, the connections are unexpected like hell. Well, then Raquel Welch flow eternal, like a swell. Well, the gift that keeps giving. Yeah, you do it. Well, I do it. Well, well, crack lips of Nazareth, the most charismatic pacifist, the right will knock the shit out of you like a laxative i'ma start with these words like an asterisk you want to try to ruin my life i ain't having it oh shit i got that's good though but anyway. here's the thing
0: so like we got the Pardon comment me. very old school like 90s style yeah so that was the comment we just got i fucking feel well it. Right, i mean
1: rapping cappella is like i like guess so yo, battles.
0: Ismail says lava. Ismail's still with us. That's fucking fire too. Ismail has been with us for like eight to ten hours, probably on it all of it on and off. So that's amazing to see. But like, I guess what I was going with that is, there's more power in me promoting your shit. You know why people fuck with me today? And even you said this to me. It was actually feedback you gave me about myself. Is that all I did for like most of 2020 was shared love on other people? Sure, I shared my own shit, but it wasn't sharing my own shit that got me attention it was all the other people shit I was sharing mm-hmm. and all the other names I was talking about and all the other things I was discovering. And it made me realize that I could make people have more fans. And if other people did that for me in the same vein, we would build up this whole fucking scene. So, and like, as Algo will is saying, like, she never heard of you before, but now she got to see yeah. you bust that fucking freestyle. And it's like, okay, that's fucking cool. Now it kind of creates this bigger platform. And then even at a micro level, everybody can contribute to this, right? Like, all I'm saying is if, if like, you're at work and you hear somebody, and I'm not saying you, but anybody listening, and you hear somebody that might like, you know, anybody's tune that you know. Like, if they're in a melodic trap, show them some fucking bamboo twigs. That kid is really crushing that shit. If they're into this thing, show them that. What you're doing then is showcasing that Montreal actually has this, wide array of talented music that exists. And that will inevitably be like their gateway, which a year and a half from now brings them back to cool man, Logan, when Mm -hmm. they're ready for it.
2: So what I think a
0: lot of rappers forget, because that's how software does it? Actually, that's how software fucks with the internet. So I'm just trying to look at what software does really well. And I'm like, what can we get from that? But like, let me be real with you. You want to pop in software. It's no different than being a rapper. And one of the biggest moves you can do is shout out other people so that they shout you out. You retweet a motherfucker. He wants to retweet you. You yeah. give love to somebody. He wants to give love they to you. I remember
1: that. Too.
0: You share 15 cool man Logan songs. He might want to show up and do an interview. I'm not saying that these things are correlated. I'm saying that they absolutely are correlated though i there's a, there's a, if I never shared your shit one time and I wasn't saying that your song meant something to me, you're not going to want to be as inclined to come give me hours and hours of your time like that. Right. So all these things mm. are kind of connected. So in a way that yeah, they... no, I
1: appreciate it still, man, no, it's still, it's still like, uh, it's very helpful, you know? And like also the murder face review is cool. Like to, to, uh, give importance to that, because I think that's really underrated for the way that people were kind of like. Uh, for lack of a better term, like dick riding us when we were around, nobody listens to that shit. And like, you know, I mean, I guess it's not maybe their fault, but like this is the kind of shit that helps, you know, like to look at it positively, like, oh yeah, like this happened, you know, like this is from your city, you know, and um, just because it was dropped in 2011 doesn't mean it's trash. Like,
0: I think that's the uh, beauty of today. And in a lot of ways, what I think is happening in our scene is, look, there was a toxic period. I don't know a lot about it, we can talk off camera about some theories I have about it that would elaborate some points, but nothing I'm willing to say online. Um, But if you really understand a lot of the behind the scenes shit, like, look, I don't know that we've like had a place that was inherently really built from the ground up by the people in a grassroots kind of way. And you know, where everybody's trying to place
1: like a, what kind of place do you mean? Like, look at, look at the,
0: let's talk about the history of hip-hop in brooklyn and shit i got blessed from like we can even go to nunzio it's a big cultural community thing right it really birthed out of a lot of people showing up and feeling that moment you know a lot of people a lot of people outside of the artistry and shit like it wasn't just like it wasn't just like a bunch of people came and did a bunch of songs and whatever right it was like it wasn't like a lot of people trying to make money it was more like a lot of people trying to get into a vibe and in a lot of these cities where a lot of waves have happened it was really community oriented it was bigger than any one actor artist it was like a whole momentum that was structured off of like almost trying to better the community through music it's like some big plays were happening that nobody really talks about i don't know a hundred um a hundred percent of all the issues and a lot of things that went on because the scene is much bigger than my experiences but what i've never really seen is an attitude of people willing to just give it away most times out of 10 you're going to get to a situation where the resource worlds realize that there's a lot of money to be made off of rappers who are chasing careers That's just kind of a fax of a situation but here's the thing all you have to do is make friends with people and a lot of fees disappear but people don't want to build relationships. They mm-hmm. wanna have they wanna commodify the situation. <coughs> yeah. Yo, a big thing that changed too is there was only so many spots at that under pressure show. You know? But there yeah. was no other alternative really. There was only certain movements that were happening and there was only the people that were involved in those movements that were happening and a lot of little emulators that were going on, but maybe not a lot. I'm not trying to diss anyone. Sorry. I've been alive for like nine hours. So if anyone listens to this and feels like You've been alive thing, so... for nine
1: hours, guys, no, I've been
0: on live, you no, know, just, I mean? yeah.
1: okay. I think that a lot my bad. Fine. No,
0: but like, yeah, we just hit nine hours this stream as fuck it. That's, fucking That's nuts. My girlfriend's going to kill me. Um, That's crazy. but That's like, <laughs> but like, um, a lot, of, a lot of the gatekeeping that previously existed just due to like, the nature of the music industry and how things worked back in the days gone. So now it's like you really can like even if like you can just go on a Twitch and just start doing your shit and if you just do it for five years I promise you'll have enough supporters if you're smart about it at least unless you're not stubborn. If you're fucking stubborn you're going to have some trouble. But if you're not fucking stubborn and you're willing to yeah. adapt just a little bit, just enough to like you know, pursue the right opportunities. You can find enough people to quit your job. I could get more years. people playing video games than I could rapping.
1: I don't and, know, then I could, and then I could. That's really true. And then I'll rap after once they watch me play video games.
0: No, but look at like what Lemef is doing. Shout out Lemef. But Lemef plays Minecraft, which is whatever, and he fucking raps. So yeah. what really draws people is that he has a Shout thing in LeMeph. his thing. Follow, and I'll do a freestyle. You can even do a freestyle with Lemef for 3,000 channel points and like it's a way to engage with it so I, I around. so you know Meyer Clarity
1: I do
0: he goes live on Twitch now and just does basically freestyle shit scrap bag style like you'll know, throw words in the chat and he just raps for like two hours or an hour so really you don't have to play video games you can just go be cool man Logan online create those experiences you wanted and cultivate yeah. that fan base. Yeah, yeah, rapping but like, that for sure. never, Free is a good way to, but that never existed before to the level that it exists today, where it really is. Like, I think all of us can find enough fans to really like pull some shit together if we're smart about it. And when I say yeah, all of no, us, I mean sure. like the whole city could find oh, enough money. To I,
1: I know I'm like, not like too, like, I'm not too deluded to know that. Like I've been slacking, you know, like whatever I've done has not been working on the that side on the pushing the music to a bigger audience, like I've absolutely not pulled that off yet. And it's not over yet. You know, like I still can, but like, I know that's not what I'm, what I'm good at so far. That mm-hmm. not, it's not what I've, I've, I've excelled in yet. You know, um,
0: I think you crush in the online game more than others. I actually would call you a winner of COVID and I actually use you as an example of a person who's adapted really fucking well to the environment. And while you might not be the host of the content, fine. Maybe Cool Man Logan doesn't want to be the computer geek that sets it all up proper. Probably. No, I do
1: want to be the computer geek. Actually, I want to be a computer geek. Yeah,
0: you know, it's just reading And then the I can live.
1: monetize. Yeah, I want to monetize off being a computer geek. But, but yeah, no, no seriously, you 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 have like, like since lockdown, I've become way better as an artist because I don't have all the other things that I would do instead of writing. Like, so you just feel like this void, and you're like, whoa, what am I gonna do? My favorite thing yeah so i'm gonna make music you know Mm. i fucking love it and why didn't i make music at that furious rate when the world was operating i couldn't tell you but it's all right you know it's better late than never so it's like man like when you tap into that side of you and you're just like uh the only thing between me and everything i want is me you know what i mean you just start to kill shit and you're like and, and shit doesn't go go well and you still go you know it's like I've been doing this thing called like Song of the Week. I was calling you Tuesdays before. And like, you know, certain times, you know, it's not gotten many like Facebook or YouTube reactions or whatever. another whole other problem of me not having enough forums and shit. But even that, those reactions were dismal, you know. And it's like never for a second am I like, am I not going to do it? You know, it doesn't matter. <coughs> <Well, coughs> it doesn't fine. matter. I just got to keep dropping because people can go back and hear it later anyway.
0: Yo, dude, your waited. shit's actually doing better than most people's shit. I know. Like, I,
1: I see people's videos, and they're getting the views of my non-videos, of my, like, audio
0: YouTube. Videos. Yeah, actually, you cool man, Logan. Like, Just straight like, up. No disrespect. Like, no, no, like not numbers. to say any names. I have people no straight up who have flat out no. told me, I'm so glad cool man Logan's finally doing this internet shit. People have been waiting for you to come on the internet. Dude. I'm not
1: even doing this internet shit. I, like, I don't are... have my music on Apple and Spotify. Then I would That's mean to say I was. That's not internetting. That's a
0: but, yo, yeah. I'm actually, when I say internet shit, I mean, go on fucking TikTok and Instagram. That's what I want to see. I want to see you busted.
1: speaking of video, can we play my only music video ever?
0: Um, are you able to do it? Yeah, I think so. I won't yeah. have a
1: licensing problem. I don't think
0: and Facebook, well, YouTube will get mad at me after for it, but Facebook won't care. So that's cool. Give me a second and we can do that. But, yeah, I do think we are getting to the point where we may want to get to wrapping up a little bit soon. It is uh, sure, yeah. 11 something. Um, I don't want to ruin a good Absolutely. thing. Absolutely, yeah,
1: yeah. We, did, we, we can... did our numbers, as CF would say.
0: Um, and at the end of the day, we can always do a part two down the line after your album sure. comes out. Hell, maybe we can even do like a live album review together or some shit like that. Uh, so what is the name so of like... your track? The the one with the I video. I don't give a fuck. There it is. I found it. I love cool beans, is... man. Thank you. So, I that's definitely... my only video today. Yeah, but it's, it's cool.
1: Show.
0: Are we gonna get more videos out of you in the future?
1: Yeah, man. I got a video uh, dropping in uh, a few weeks. Yeah, that's fire. We're going to start showing a little bits
0: of that, you know. So, it's... I just want to thank you again for coming through and doing this. You made the New Year's Day pretty fucking poppin'. we are almost Thanks, at the man. end of New Year's Day. So, the fact is, this was a big-ass stream, and a lot of people came through. A lot of people saw snippets of it. We'll share it after. It is what it is. It was a magical experience, in my fucking opinion. Thank you for sharing your thoughts with us. I know it was just kind of all over, but that's kind of what this is, man. This is yeah, the I'll develop
1: my interview skills better, man, next time. Leave it's next not
0: even time. like that, though. This is the real cool man Logan. This is the real you, right? We just talk to you. And in a lot of other cool. places, maybe people want to talk to the character that you put on camera. And that's what everyone else wants on their shit. But that's not what I am here. In fact, it's the opposite. I'm going to break you out of your character and make you go into the real cool man, Logan, regardless. So that's what it is. This is the show.
1: We got plenty of content left for the next one. Still, anyway,
0: absolutely. And a lot of people stuck it through, man. I mean, a lot of people like our portion is like four hours. So that's already like a lot of people stuck it through, dude. Um, and it's just kind of thanks
1: for thanks for thanks for bearing bearing with us. I mean me, you know,
0: I don't know. So for everyone that's here, stick around. What we're gonna do is raid pre chankobias fucking channel if he's still alive. Yeah, he is still alive. So we're gonna do a little raid there people who are on the Twitch can bump some fucking Montreal tunes and shit over there. I'm gonna do the little outro speed. Thank y'all for watching look everyone. Up, look
1: up YouTube look up cool man logan on YouTube a week every be. week.
0: Everything's gonna be linked below for the other people. Everybody else here is gonna be able to get you. I'll go, so You can hit me up. I can link you after. Um, but everything's gonna be linked below, and I watch it later um so thank y'all for watching definitely leave a comment let us know what you thought of everything subscribe to the v- channel if you're on youtube follow whatever whatever like the video special thanks to the patrons Ismail Gadamsi, chris prado jonathan barnes dj black hurricane linda williams and scribble yeah. to help support what we do if you want to follow us patreon.com slash behind that suit it's cool if you're on twitch you know there's that subscribe button it's also money um but yeah i love that y'all are here with us i love that you're gonna make it build tomorrow we have nunzio gonna be a fucking treat he worked on bad boy it's gonna be a history at end of the fucking week on that Dude. note everyone live long and prosper everyone